0: Podcast Thank you for listening to us Front Porch Podcast Talking about things and stuff Woo Woo When do I
1: get paid? Hello and welcome back to the Front Porch Podcast after a week off because of the thing that begins with a C and has the word virus in it. Uh, he had a little bit of a scare there. Thank you, Jared.
2: Hey, for
1: you're that.
3: welcome. Somebody's got to be essential yeah. around these parts.
1: Jared,
4: I swear to God, if you get chlamydia 19 again, we're not going to be fucking friends anymore.
3: Come on. You never said that the first time.
4: I'm saying it this time. This is the first time.
3: All
1: right. Well. Everyone is healthy. It was just for precautionary reasons. And we are back. We're living. And we are talking about movies and film in Buffalo. I am, once again, Phil, joined by Jared. Say hi, Jared.
3: Uh, Hi, Jared.
1: (laughs) Mike, say hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. Okay, thank you, guys. And, uh, yeah, movies filmed in Buffalo or take place in Buffalo that weren't really filmed in Buffalo. Cough. Bruce Almighty cough. But, Jared, spoilers. Word. Oh, yeah. Uh, there will be spoilers for all these movies. Because, so many
4: spoilers.
1: Uh, the oldest movie is like four years, three years old, and it wasn't really that good. So and The second oldest one was ten years old, so not really some new movies we're talking about And then
4: here. there's somewhere if we spoil them for you, it's not a big deal, because I highly doubt you're going to watch it anyway.
1: They're going to watch all these movies, Mike. <laughs> yeah because we are recommending all of them mm-hmm.
0: Fucking, mm-hmm. i'm not
2: glorious <laughs> I'm not,
4: there's one specifically i'm not recommending <laughs> i just sit through an atrocity for this fucking episode
1: yeah well we'll talk about that but first jared enjoyable what do you have
3: uh actually i have a movie that came out the year i was born you were born uh once 1989. 87. You're old as shit. Yeah, I'm old as shit. So, planes... You're 34. 33. 33. you almost retired. Year. Phil, yeah. you
4: did math. I'm proud of you. I'm um, Jesus'
1: age, the year he <laughs>
4: got, cru- got crucified. <laughs> the, year,
0: wow. je- the
1: year everything went wrong for Jesus. And it's 2020? And it's 2020, yeah. all right. so... No, it all makes sense.
4: This know, is what happens when you give us two weeks off. We start I mean, in the crucifixion <laughs> jokes right off the fucking bat.
3: In retrospective, I'm not having as bad of a year as him. <laughs> that is true. That
4: was, that was probably a rough year.
3: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be fair, so... That was the second worst year. Anyway, <laughs> Tra- Planes, Trains, and Automobiles was the movie great that I movie. picked, which awesome. is amazing because I love John Hughes and John Candy, Steve Martin. Oh. cast is amazing. Um, yeah, it was a great movie. Uh, made in 87. It was actually based off of, one of uh, something that happened to John Hughes in real life. He was working in New York City. Obviously, he's from Chicago. He wanted to fly home. And he only had two days, so he had to fly from New York to Chicago and then get back, you know, by the next day. Well, he tries to fly. There's all these delays. He keeps getting stuck. He tries to take a train. Train doesn't end up panning out, so he eventually did get on a flight and (laughs) ended up getting stuck in Wichita, Kansas, which is exactly what happened in the movie.
4: What a place to get caught. Uh,
3: Yeah. But anyways, he finally drives into Chicago and then gets back to New York City six days after he was supposed to be back.
1: That sucks. Yeah, that sucks.
2: So,
3: yeah, so this movie is kind of autobiographical. I mean, obviously embellished some stuff. But it's kind of cool to take something that you, you know, experience yourself and put pen to paper for that. Uh, His original draft ended up being 140 pages long. Holy shit. Which, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but that's really long for a movie. Uh, How many pages? 140. Damn. Yeah. That's a shit Like Like script? Script Script-wise. Oh, wow. So his, yeah, so his original cut was just... Three hours and forty minutes long. After they shot it, that I mean, that's, that's what lo- the editor cutting it down to. What is you this? know, this Lord of the fucking rings. Yeah, right. Like, and you're thinking like this is just like a buddy comedy. I feel like a road a bunch trip of that, though thing. is
1: uh Steve Martin and John Candy just uh, free balling it. It's not the whole time. It's not. It's all scripted.
3: Yes, it's all scripted. I want an ex- John Hughes want an extended version. John of this Hughes movie. wrote this movie in two days. Holy shit. He you wrote know, three hours
4: some odd movie in two fucking days?
3: He wrote days? a 140-page script. Cocaine's
1: what? a hell of a drug. In
3: two days. He, d- he did this with every movie that he did. This is one of the fastest ones, but with, like, 16 Candles, he wrote that in, like, four days, five days. He he was literally a machine. Like, he would come out and he would write movies in, like, a week's time flat.
2: Jesus Wh- Christ. Which is
3: insane. So, Steve Martin originally asked him, like, yo, what are we What are we actually shooting out of this? Because this is way too big to be what you think it should be.
1: See, I, I and would... he's like,
3: no, no, we're filming the whole thing. And he's like, <laughs> oh. well, are you sure? Because, like, there's some things that I'll just not, you know, I won't
4: learn it. That because... right there had to be the inspiration for the fuck, fuck, fuck line that uh, Steve Martin does. Yes. Oh, funny he's like, enough. Said John Hughes, is like... I'm not doing this fucking movie that's three and a half fucking hours long and reading all these fucking lines
1: on this fucking page. Funny With enough, zero improvisation.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. fuck. What
1: is on the script, you do. You stick to it. Well, I don't know if he
3: was that much of a stickler to you stick to the script, but he had a big fucking script to stick to. Yeah, it. yeah. Uh, Steve Martin himself, though, that is the reason why he signed on to the role was because of that scene. It oh, <laughs> awesome. goes on the tirade, so that's it's great. It's movie. great that you bring that up, and that is the only reason that that movie is rated R. Yep. Otherwise, it was a PG rating. They
1: didn't have PG thirteen back then, right? Oh, wait. I think they did. no, they did. Yeah, I it was they on did. the cusp. Jaws, they might have just made no. Wait, uh, Jaws was PG. No, uh, Temple of Doom. When did Temple of Doom come out? That was Temple like of 80... Doom was eighty five. Yeah, I was gonna
3: 86? say eighty yeah. six. Okay, it so... might have been the year before.
1: Okay, because Temple of Doom is the reason there's a PG thirteen movie. Right, rating. that was
3: the first movie
1: that ushered that in. Yeah, because that was originally like, PG, and people were like, yeah. yeah, I don't know if a dude ripping a beating heart out of another dude's chest <laughs> is like, Kalima. It's PG, I don't but
2: know it's if really this is not okay. R-rating.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, but they're, with PG-13, you only get like one, maybe two fucks in a movie. Right. So even with that scene, it would have been R, and it's all about
3: context too. Yeah. Apparently, like it can't be anything about sex. Yep. Or you guys, you can't, it can't be motherfucker. Like, right? It has fucking to be like just
1: fuck. It,
4: meme yeah. thread where it's like, if you could put "fuck" in like the Star Wars, Star yes. Wars trilogy, where would you put it? Like just to make it a PG thirteen. <laughs> Somebody's like, Luke, I am your
2: fucking father. <laughs>
1: Oh, I want to... Yeah, that'd be Luke, great. Yeah. I'm your fucking father. Because that, is, that would technically still be a PG-13 movie. It you, you, you are allotted one it to two worked. fucks based on context.
3: What if even in The Mandalorian, like, this is the fucking way. way. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the fucking child. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, we're way off track. All right, yeah. That's the history of PG-13 So, movies. yeah, anyway, the history of PG-13. So, uh, yeah, so this movie, um, obviously shot in a couple of different locations, New York City... Uh, I
1: have heard it was shot here.
3: St. Louis, it was shot here, which is the reason why we're covering it.
1: But I don't know where.
3: Uh, I will dive into that. It was actually shot south of here, so it was in South Dayton, and uh, also Batavia. So Ugh. it was, you know, Batavia in Batavia. that area there, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Batavia's claim to fame. Sorry, yeah, Batavia. exactly. <laughs> so, basically... Uh, <laughs> John Hughes wanted the Midwest feel, but he wanted
1: it to be a lot snowier. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That so, just, like, you want, you want the feel of loneliness in the middle of nowhere. Yes. But you want snow. Mm-hmm. Batavia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he was like, oh, Buffalo.
3: Fuck yeah. I mean, you couldn't and, hit it on and, the head.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, you couldn't So have. that's
3: how it went. So he was like, all right, sweet. So... The funny part is, he's thinking, like, oh, this is perfect. We're going to have plenty of snow for the shoot. They show up here, and, yeah, it's it's cold, but there's no snow. no snow.
1: I remember hearing about that.
3: And it was a surprisingly snowless winter that year. So he comes here expecting, you know, like, we oh, we need snow. We need snow for this. They eventually had to bring in a guy from Vermont that makes snow <laughs> for the movie. And then... When they were shooting a scene that was not dependent upon the snow, we got fucking hit with a blizzard.
4: <laughs> Buffalo cakes. never disappoints when yep. it comes to letting people down. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right on top of it. That's why we love this it. fucking city.
3: So, snow is so hard. It cakes all of the cameras and snow, all the lenses,
1: everything. And this is, this is like 1984, so that 80- sh- that equipment is shot.
3: Yeah, I don't know if it was shot, but it, it's definitely not... Good,
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'll tell cameras you that I much. Do. I mean, yeah, I'm thinking I'm,
1: 19, those big ass, bulky cameras in the snow. It just they're pretty large, but most of them are like weatherproof,
3: okay? okay. So, I mean, it, even you know, in the 80s, yeah, even yeah. in the 80s, the, the worst part about it would be maybe your film cans, okay? That, yeah, that you'd have to worry about condensation sense. or something getting in there, but I mean, other than that, it's they're pretty rugged things like when you don't
1: when you don't need snow and you get a blizzard it kind of fucks up it screws everything up yeah,
3: yeah it was like oh okay like where was this when we were hoping for exactly
1: it? we should have shot <clears throat> the other scene where we didn't need a blizzard right yesterday
3: right right but how are you gonna know like yeah. especially in this area like we get like effect snow and whatever that
1: comes in randomly
3: how do you know how do you know? So, they kind of showed up, were a little bit bummed out, and then got more bummed out.
4: <laughs> it kind of adds to the movie itself, because it's just a guy trying to get home, and he's just bummed out as fuck. So, I mean... I mean, it adds to talk it, yeah. About, talk about and adding to the
1: method actor.
3: It's perfect for this time of year, too, because it's a Thanksgiving movie. Steve Martin's just Hell trying yeah. to get home... Hang out with his family. Which is very rare. For Thanksgiving, which you don't see often. No, no the there's not a lot of movies about holiday. that. Exactly. So, yeah, so that was great. And, and I mean, for this, like John Hughes, this was a departure from what he normally does because, you know, he's doing like teen comedies like 16 Candles, uh, The Breakfast Club. Love that movie. A bunch of other movies like that that are just in a different vein. But. This movie was like a buddy comedy road trip thing that was hilarious. So yeah. Anyway, the uh, the locations that I actually did find were just two of them, but uh, the train station at uh, one twelve East Railroad Street in South Dayton. That was uh, that was when they were showing up in
4: Wichita. It's a creative right creative name for a road. Yeah. Railroad yeah. street.
2: Railroad street. That's where the trains are.
3: And then the spot where the train broke down was seventy two seventy six North Main in Cherry Creek. So I don't know much else besides that, but I know they did shoot here, and they showed up expecting to have snow for the shoot and <laughs> there was none. There was none. Cherry Creek? And then it showed up... Where's Cherry Creek? That's what I was wondering myself, too. It's got to be close to South Dayton.
1: Probably.
3: So it's probably all down there like near Fredonia. Oh, okay. Yeah. So
1: it's like kind of southerly. Which is still technically in the metro area, I think. Yeah,
3: it's climbing. Kind of. It's close enough. There's... You could... Literally throw a stone in Buffalo and somebody's like, oh, my parent was a background in yeah. that movie. Or, you know, like somebody was a day player or whatever. Because that was one of the bigger movies to come through.
1: There was a uh, a spiritual remake a couple of years ago with... Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galton. Due date. Just due date. <clears throat> due date was good. That's true. That was actually pretty funny. Yeah. And there is. And an, that's a very that similar premise. Yep. So, and yeah. there is a full blown remake being made. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah I heard about this. Starring oh, Will shit. Smith and Kevin Hart. Yeah,
4: I'm down with that. Which I would see that. Hell yeah.
3: It's, uh, uh, it's not John Candy and Steve uh, Martin, but. Well,
4: what if what if Will Smith goes super method, like like I mentioned earlier, and just gains a shitload of weight? To, like, bring back the, the, John, the Candy. John Candy roll. Like, what if I we think, get a really fat
1: I, Will no, Smith, like I, no, Uncle Phil? I think that Kevin Hart would be the John Candy roll. Will Smith would be a straight man. He, okay, yeah.
4: listen, he's way too short.
1: Okay, but here's the thing. Uh, Kevin Hart really doesn't have range. That's
4: true. <laughs> okay. Kevin Hart's
1: like a one-note okay. guy. Of a, one, a one-trick <laughs> that's, pony. That's fair. I don't, that's fair. Uh, Will Smith, love him or hate him, has range. Mo- mostly love him.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything that from, is true. you know, I Am Legend to Itch to, Uh the, know, the one with his kid
1: that was terrible. Uh, New uh, Earth or whatever. Oh, yeah, After New Earth. Earth. After, After, After Earth. 80, what was that? After Earth. was that what Something was? like that. I don't know. I don't, it, was, it was dumb. Yeah.
4: You know, you know that's, that's, that's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Is it really? Shyamalan Ding Dong,
3: yep. yeah. Yeah, do You wanted to just do, like, a sibling movie?
4: So what they said about that movie, quick offshoot. Is that? I saw this theory that Signs, the fucking Happening, and After Earth are all
3: a trilogy. I I sat through that with you, and that was you did. It was the stu. It it was was awful. It was such a
4: stretch. It was it was reaching to the fucking sky. It was, uh, was (laughs) reach for the sky. Reach for the sky. Well,
1: Mike, since you're already talking about movies, what's next? Proud of you.
4: I, I know movies. I did stuff. I, I watched a movie um, called Marshall. Um, and it is about Thurgood Mar- Marshall.
1: I've heard the name. Don't know what he does.
4: Um, well, right? Thurgood Marshall, he was... Uh, uh, Thurgood. What a name. Thurgood, yeah. That's a like great Bring name. it back. Thur- yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, he was... the name my kid Thurgood. He was
4: like the head lawyer for the NAACP back in the uh, uh, 40s. Oh, okay. So right around World War II. So, he fought for a lot of uh, racial injustices across America, and he traveled the U.S. taking on cases for uh, <coughs> African-American men and women, and uh, he was actually appointed uh, the first African-American Supreme Court Justice uh, by Lyndon, uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson. Really? Hmm. Way back when. Oh, yeah. I'll be. So, this movie captures a, a case that was in April of 1941, um, and... As I said, he was going around the country. Uh, this is you know it's based on a true story obviously. So he's going around the country and he was defending people that were wrongly accused of crimes. Um, so out of the, out of most of his cases, I think he only lost 3. Wow. Yeah. So it's a pretty good record. That's a great fucking yeah. record.
1: But basically it's like Conor McGregor. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, so Conor McGregor,
4: there. the third Marshall marshal of, of fucking MMA.
1: Yeah, it's like John Bones. We're, Jones. We're gonna die
4: on that fucking hill.
1: Um, <laughs> He's John Bones Jones. <laughs> John Bones Jones.
4: So, so basically, yeah. Just um, to, to like, so I, I don't
1: know UFC. I'm just naming people. <laughs> I know that like they're yeah. like 28 and three in their careers, but okay, a yeah. lot of them, a lot yeah. of
4: them are, yeah, a lot of them are. Um, hey, but whenever I see the good ones, they always lose. So I, I don't know. I, that's why I don't watch
1: that. I don't watch UFC. Anyway, I like watching people get knocked the fuck out.
4: Fair. Anyway,
1: uh, so basically, this is the
4: movie without giving a lot away because I'm going to go right off the bat and say I highly recommend this movie. Uh, so it stars Chadwick Boseman, R.I.P. Um, R.I.P. Uh, it stars Kate Hudson, Dan Stevens, Sterling K. Brown, uh, James Cromwell, and uh, Phil Kennedy. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Josh. Josh Gad, my bad. <laughs> you oh. The
3: look oh. on your face. <laughs> What are you Josh, do you Josh Gad. My I, always,
4: I always confuse Phil I, Kennedy and I mean, Josh close Gad. Enough. Can I
1: tell you how much I hate Josh Gad?
4: <laughs> Go ahead.
1: Josh Gad is the, a stain on this country. Josh Gad is one of the worst people to have ever been cast at anything.
4: Phil, you can't hate on him. He's Olaf.
1: I fucking hate Frozen.
3: That's who that is? Yes. I honestly couldn't tell you who that was. Jo- if, if you've ever seen, moment.
1: other than Frozen, which people love for some reason Mm. everything josh gad has been in has been trash and he has been terrible in it and he is if you've seen like him on like late night tv shows or like on youtube videos or anything he's corny as fuck and he's terrible and i hate him and i never want to see his face again so
4: phil phil
3: and how you really feel
1: phil what let it go no let it go fuck you Low-hanging fruit.
4: <laughs> oh, gotta take that low. All right, fruit.
1: but never, never call me Josh Gad again. I might. I'll just save it for a really good time like this one. All
4: right. So, anyways, Marshall was awesome. directed by uh, Reginald <laughs> Hudlin. Um, and
1: Reginald Hudlin. When was this made? 1894.
4: <laughs> Reginald. Well, it's Hudwin. Based in the 40s. So, um, so it, it, in this movie, it's a uh, the uh, a case of a man that. Is accused of raping a
1: woman, a white woman,
4: and not to give anything away, but
1: we did say spoilers. You know, we did say we we did did say say spoilers. Spoilers. Okay.
4: Um, Turns out it's a false accusation, and they're lovers, and this and that. But it's very impressive. Chadwick Boseman does an amazing job in this movie of just really. You really feel he like he plays Thurgood
1: Marshall, right? He does. He does. You really
4: okay. feel like he's there, and, and you just feel the message that comes across in this movie about the fight for racial injustice. Right. And right. I, I, I gotta say, like, I can't recommend it enough. It was, it was, a, it was a great watch. It kept my attention all the way through. I know you don't like him, but Josh Gad did a phenomenal job as well. Sick. Who did he play? Um, a snowman. He played... <laughs> <laughs> Sam Friedman. He was actually an insurance... So Sam Friedman was an insurance lawyer. and I feel like I've
1: heard that name before. It sounds familiar. Yeah.
4: Well, he ended up fighting for... So he, he was a Hebrew man, and uh, he ended up fighting for racial injustice uh, after this case. So the case was actually based in Connecticut, uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut.
1: But they filmed it in Buffalo.
4: Yeah, they filmed so the actual case was in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Okay, it was a, case in Connecticut. a lot of the shots were in Buffalo, um, but Sam Friedman he was brought on to this case because when when Thurgood Marshall would go across the country, he would you know get a lawyer with him and blah blah blah. Now Thurgood would usually represent you know be the head lawyer on the case. In this instance, because he was African American, they didn't let him really so they had sam friedman do it and there was a lot of uh a lot of tension when it when it came to him talking in the courtroom so both they portray it in the movie and it's you know in real life too you know he would he would speak or try to talk in the courtroom and the judge was having none of it just because he was a person of color
3: bullshit yeah. man like yeah. i don't know
1: so he had, so he basically had Sam Friedman do was talking for him. Exactly. Uh, Sam wow. was Sam was the puppet, but yeah, Sam and, the, got and the this message. was this was what eighty years ago, yeah. nineteen forty. Yeah, people people say that it was. Oh, it's it's this is what a generation ago, right? And a black, right. a black lawyer couldn't even speak in a courtroom. Yeah, that's
4: yep. crazy. It's it's fucking nuts. So, anyways, so they go about it and and, and it, you know go about solving the case, talking you know to, to different witnesses and whatnot. You know the officer that pulled. Um, the, the, uh, Joseph Spell was the defendant and that way he was played by Sterling K. Brown in this movie. So Joseph Spell was the, uh, man accused. So they end up talking to like the, the cop that pulls over, J- uh, Joseph Spell and blah, blah, blah And just, it, it's, it's like a, a courtroom drama, but a very, very well shot one, very well, you know, made and, and really, again, encapsulates the time. So the, uh, <clears throat> Places that they use... It,
1: it sounds to me very similar to that... Uh, what's that Atticus Finch movie? Um, that old uh, old movie about the lawyer defending the African-American guy in court for... Uh, oh, oh, To Kill a Mockingbird. To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, to Kill a Mockingbird. Okay. It sounds very similar to Kill a yes, Mockingbird to
4: me. Yes, I've never seen that. You've never movie. seen To yeah. Kill a I had to watch it I feel in like school. I should? Great book, great movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... That's, like, the whole summary of the movie. I definitely recommend you watching it, really, to get... You know, there's really nothing else I can say on it. But the places around Buffalo and Western New York that they uh, shot this film um, were Damon College. Um, they used a, uh, a, a mansion that's owned by Damon College um, or, or a building that's owned by Damon College to make the mansion in the movie. Okay. So that was pretty cool.
3: What is that? That's right on Main Street, right? Yes,
4: I believe Uh. so. I believe so. (coughs) Um, They used the uh, Central Terminal a lot, obviously, for... They use it for multiple shots. They use it, like, at one point as a restaurant, and they tried to blur out, like, baggage claim behind Josh Gad. What? And, like, they did a pretty good job of that with their angles, but it was kind of weird. They also used the Central Terminal as you would... As a train station, um, fun fact: the <clears throat> terminal for this movie actually got a ninety thousand dollar makeover. Ooh! Yeah, wow. they threw some money at the terminal hey, to make it look. On great. our way
3: to restoration. Ah,
4: yeah, hey man, it comes full circle. We were talking about how much it would cost to restore it. You know, we said millions now right? ninety thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, knock it down a bit. Knock it down a bit. You, you get know? closer. And we take closer. out one big loan. We can pay it with our taxes. We got this. <laughs> but. Um, so they used, yeah, so they use a central terminal, and actually a big part of this movie, the courthouse, was City Hall. Oh. Yeah. Uh, tons of shots outside of City Hall. Tons of shots uh, I mean, inside City Hall.
1: If they're, From doing a lot of research on on this topic we're talking about, one thing that I've noticed people say about Buffalo is City Hall is like they love shooting it for some reason. It's, like, just a cool-looking building to yeah. filmmakers. Oh, it's, yeah. it's the style, yeah. and it's also it's just, that like, the noir looking
3: Yeah, it's in a roundabout. Like, it just looks... It, it has that, like... Yeah. Yeah. So This is official-type look. Yep. Yeah. It, Art it. Deco look. It's, yeah. It's, exactly.
4: It's, it's just so... And they get... Actually, they get a really... Um, there's a beautiful shot of the entire uh, building of City Hall... With uh, Josh Gad talking to the uh, prosecuting attorney, I, I forget the guy's name in the uh, movie, but he uh, th- the shot behind them. Oh my God! You see all of City Hall; it's just absolutely beautiful. And uh, yeah, just all in all, great movie. Can't recommend it enough. There's really, as I said before, there's really not a lot I could, you know, can say on it. it it's just one of those movies that grabs your attention and doesn't let you go. And it's just really cool seeing you know all these different parts of Buffalo.
3: That is awesome, like prominently featuring it like that. Prominently like, featuring yeah, it. Yeah, you don't see that too often.
4: It's a period piece, so you know, like with with the cars driving by and the attire and everything. You know, when there, was this film? This was a t- movie from 2017. Okay. Yep. Is that so?
3: That's the one, like a couple years back when they closed down the circle and they had like all the
4: cars from. The 30s yes. and everything, yep. I was yep. like, okay, yep. I
3: remember that, and I didn't know what movie that was at the time.
4: You know, what's funny, too, is it's not even, like, I don't know, it, it's it got a great rating. I think it was, like, on IMDb, like, 7.2 out of 10, hmm. but it really didn't gross. I huh. don't know, It cost $12 million to make, and they only grossed 10.1. Was Ooh, it released
1: movie. in theaters? I mean, like, a box office, yeah, box it must office, have been. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember seeing any. Ad advertise I don't either. It. That's no, why I remember. And Chad McBoseman like, fucking coming yeah, out Black Panther. You would right. think like. You would think. Unless it was, f- when it was filmed in twenty seventeen. Twenty seven. It was. might have been twenty seventeen. Released Rape. in twenty seventeen. Yeah. So oh, when was it
3: filmed? Sixteen. then. We probably. probably. 16. Yeah. It's usually. What year a Black, year Panther
4: before come out? Black Panther Black
3: Panther 2018 Yeah. So okay. So yeah. it was before Black Panther. Yeah. Okay. So he wasn't as well known at the time. Yeah. Maybe maybe it'll pick up now. Because people see like retroactively. Hopefully yeah.
4: it does. Great, great fucking movie. Great fucking watch. Absolutely. Well, wonderful.
3: I mean, it's a great subject too, and it's very pertinent to the times.
4: Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> absolutely. It, it, it what's funny. I actually giggled to myself because um, there's a scene where they talk to the officer that pulled over Jason Spell, uh, Joseph Spell, not Jason, Joseph Spell in the movie. And uh, the cop in the movie would not talk to uh, Thurgood. Uh, Because, you know, he he was black. Yep. So he wouldn't talk to him. He would respond to Sam. And when Thurgood asked him, in the movie, he asked the first question. And the cop just, like, looks at him and looks back at Josh Gad. Then he's like... And Josh Gad's like, did you not hear him ask you the question? (laughs) And then he's just like, I guess I gotta respond. Blah, blah, blah. I don't want to. And like, It's like... It makes you, like, look at you like, Jesus Christ. And then, yeah. like, at the end of that whole scene, after they, like, ask the cop questions, get the sworn statement, Chad w- Chadwick's like, well, would you look at that? An honest fucking cop. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's just, like, it made me laugh. It's like, wow. You know, it's it's definitely uh, of its time. Yeah, and <laughs> it is just. Relevant then, relevant now.
1: Yep. Yeah, right. 80 years wow. ago. So not that long ago that this no, shit was going on. No, it's
3: really not that long.
1: Which is, which is really sad. But on a brighter note, talking about a movie that was filmed in Buffalo, surrounding Buffalo, pertains to Buffalo, and what is based movie? on a true story.
4: What? What movie? It was...
1: Riddle me uh, this. It's a movie called Hide in Plain Sight. And it's it's the first movie to prominently feature Buffalo. Really? It was uh, released in 1980, and it stars and was directed by one of the biggest guys in Hollywood at the time, and still a big name. Uh...
4: Michael Moore.
1: (laughs) Beautiful. James Conn.
4: Oh. Oh, Like Shere Khan from the Jungle Book. It's his brother.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's his distant cousin. Uh, It also stars Jill Eckenberry, who I don't know who that is. Sweet. I saw her in the movie, and I was like, I don't recognize you at all. Uh, I don't either. The movie is about James Con, who plays a father who is divorced, ...from his ex-wife, and he goes to Buffalo to uh, reunite with his uh, kids, who he hasn't seen in a while, and he gets to his ex-wife's, ex-wife's house, and it's empty. There's nobody there. He doesn't know what happened. He thinks that maybe they were abducted. He goes to the authorities. They're acting like, like don't worry about it, nothing happened, blah, blah, blah. And he eventually finds out that they were taking taken into the witness protection program, because her new husband was... Dealing with the mob, huh?
4: What mob? Interesting. Russian, Irish, Italian?
3: Oh yeah, the Italian mob. Oh, Uh,
1: I was hoping it was the Russian. That was
3: like the prominent mob back in the '80s.
1: Even in Buffalo, Buffalo had a big mob scene.
3: Yeah,
1: and uh, mob scene. uh, It's it's based on a a case. It takes uh, takes place in 1967, or the original case takes place in 1967 based on a case from Salvatore are Martucci who is a New York State Supreme Court judge who is also a lawyer and he is credited with redesigning the witness protection program because the whole basis of the movie is James huh. Khan, who is the father of these kids doesn't know what happened to his kids. He's trying to figure out what happened to him? He thinks they're abducted. He doesn't know they're in witness protection. Right. That's nobody wild. T- nobody told him they went into witness protection. Yeah. Uh, usually, and what happened was Salvatore Martucci basically said that parents of, of kids that have to go into witness protection will be told that they're going into witness protection, basically. So you don't get an instance of a father who is desperately right. searching for his family, thinks that they were <laughs> killed or abducted.
4: Could you imagine getting, like, the ass end of that, that stick? Could... Like, just, like... Son, I'm sorry, you have to go into witness protection. We're sending you to
1: Rochester, New York.
4: <laughs> oh
0: man. <laughs> oh. Don't talk
4: shit about Rochester. <laughs> it's not shit. Or total. It's just fact.
1: Uh and his name is Tom Leonard. He was a real life Buffalo New- I'm not even I'm not even acknowledging that.
4: You don't have to. You don't have to. You just you can just feel it in your blood.
1: Yeah. Tom Leonard, he was a real life Buffalo New York victim. And he had sued. He sued to recover contact with his children, which created uh, Salvatore Martocci to step in and basically redesign the witness protection program. Uh, the movie is okay. Mm. It's 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 a passion project for James Khan It's his only directorial uh, credit.
4: Oh, he directed. He directed it. Oh, okay. He starred and directed
1: it. That. That's interesting. Yeah.
4: The player coach takes there. place yeah. in
1: Buffalo. If you want to see Buffalo in the late seventies, nineteen eighty area, I do time period. It it's a good movie to watch. It's the first movie to prominently feature Buffalo. Uh, there have been others that had filmed like a scene or two at like Central Terminal before then. Yeah, but nothing had really taken place in Buffalo before this. Movie. When was this movie made again? It came out in 1980, so probably filmed around 1979. Oh, okay. okay. So right
3: before The Natural
2: and yep. stuff like that. Yep. Yeah.
1: And The Natural is one of the best movies filmed in Buffalo. This is credited as being not one of the best, but it's not terrible. It's basically James Caan doing a powerhouse performance. So if you like James Caan, you'll like the movie, basically. Right, right, yeah. But you'll, if you're from Buffalo, you'll like seeing uh, – Buffalo featured in the movie. Some of it takes place, or was filmed, I'm sorry, in New Mexico. And you can definitely tell the parts that were filmed in New Mexico. But, <laughs> nice.
3: That's a stark difference. I would difference. say there's, yeah, yeah, there's some
1: differences In the context there. of the movie, it makes sense. It's not, the parts in New Mexico aren't supposed to represent Buffalo. Okay. It's uh, oh, supposed to be Canada. But. but
4: <laughs> yeah, all that sand up in fucking Canada. But uh-huh. all, the,
1: all the parts of the movie that are supposed to uh, be, Part of Buffalo, filmed in Buffalo, like take place in Buffalo, are actually filmed here in Buffalo.
2: Hmm. Oh. That's
3: nice. Yeah. You yeah. know, because a lot of movies don't do that.
1: Uh, Bruce Almighty, cough, cough.
4: Mm. Yeah, you just keep referencing Bruce, man. <laughs> Good movie. <laughs> Great
1: movie. Got Buffalo totally wrong. No, we'll be talking about that. We'll be yeah, talking about that. No, but yeah, Hide in Plain Sight came out in 1980. Right. Uh, James Conn movie actually has a lot of history behind it because of the what it did. With the case that the movie was based on, what that did to redefine or redesign uh, witness protection in the United States. That's think,
4: super cool. Do you think like the mob like actually approached James Caan and was like,
0: Why are you making a movie about my, my people? What are you doing? I'm going to smack you in the head with a pepperoni. So
4: the fucking
3: godfather showed up. And yeah, Marlon like, Brando like, was like,
4: I'm going to make you an offer. You make a movie about Buffalo, New York. Don't be great. Don't call you. Don't call you.
1: I don't think that happened. Why? But James Conn was not The Godfather. I want that. Thing. Yeah, well, see? There's a connection right there.
4: Yeah, we did it.
1: That's the connection right there. Yeah, but I think that the mob was involved with that movie, so maybe he found out about mob stuff that way. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe. Or maybe James Conn was in The Mob. Ooh, Ooh. Plot oh. twist. Uh, his, kid, his kid, Scott Khan I think his name is. It uh, looks like a douche canoe They were just like, Jimmy,
4: Jimmy, go run get the drugs, Jimmy. And he's like, okay, I got it. I'll
1: get it. I'll make a movie
4: in Buffalo,
0: too. That's Do you James have Con. another
3: son like named Long Con? Long Con.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's always trying to pull stunts or some bullshit oh like over long periods of time. <laughs>
1: I don't know. But uh, the critical reception to the movie was mixed. Uh... Some filmmakers praised it for James Caan's performance. Others said it was kind of boring, and I kind of tend to agree on the kind of boring part. Mm. Uh, it's one of those nineteen eighty early 1980s thrillers where nothing really happens, mm. and it's just James Caan getting angry at a bunch of people and pretending or acting like he's going to beat them up, and then he doesn't actually beat them up.
3: So it's probably more so interesting just because of the historical yes. accuracy or like the what it's based yeah. on. And James of. Khan
1: does give a great performance in the movie. Right, right. But it's more the histor historical aspect of the case that changed witness protection than the actual movie.
4: Huh. Hmm. That's pretty awesome.
1: And it uh, started movies actually using Buffalo as a filming location. That
4: is pretty cool. Like, I mean, I guess you know, for a movie that, as you said, was. Admittedly boring, you know, to actually like put Buffalo on the map as like a, a filming hub.
1: It was a two-year passion project of James Caan. Oh wow! Two yeah. years. Two years. He wrote. Jeez. He wrote. He wrote and perfected the script his liking, wow. and then
4: he did all that for you to tell him it sucked. Though
1: it didn't suck. It was. <laughs> it was. It was okay. He was mildly entertained. Yeah. So Jared. What is that? Well, speaking of movies that are,
3: you know, historically accurate and very exciting to watch. Uh, I watched Sharknado 2. <laughs> <laughs> the second one. <laughs> What are they on, like, seven now? Let me tell you, yeah, there's fucking, like, six. Oh, jeez. Something stupid like that. I
1: remember when the first one came out, and it was this huge, like, social media phenomenon. Oh, yeah. It
3: really blew up. Yeah. It, yeah, it was like everybody wanted to jump on this and see what it was Everyone all about. wanted to
1: jump the shark.
4: It was a fucking yeah. ridiculous-ass movie. I mean, how could it not? I mean, you got a tornado that picks up a bunch of sharks, and it's the most violent fucking thing since... Something I won't mention because it's 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 an American thing that everyone is really sensitive about. <laughs> so I'm not going
3: to... On that note, I honestly sat down to try to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I had so much fucking fun, though. Like,
2: I, I, I sat down and I was like, dead.
3: this movie sucks. <laughs> and I sat down and I was like, alright, I know that that's what's going on. But from a filmmaker's perspective, I was like... They had to be having so much fun with this shit. Oh, yeah. though. Like it, He's just saying the most ridiculous stuff and, and people are taking it seriously or treating it like it's, you know, the most important thing to ever happen.
4: I'm just loving it.
3: Like, it's, <laughs> it had to be, like, to keep a straight face on that set.
4: Well, that fucking clip that you sent us, I'm watching all <laughs> I was at work today. See, fucking Sugar Ray fucking... Hanging out in a crowd, and I'm like, what the fuck am I watching right well, now?
1: Well, it's put to Sugar Ray's first album, right? When they were yeah. a death metal third, band? Third album. Third album?
4: Yeah. I know that
1: they started out
3: 1459. as 1459. Like, they started yeah. out as interestingly, a metal band. Interestingly enough, they named that album 1459 because they thought they were at the end of their 15 minutes of fame. So wow, like, were they oh. right.
4: <laughs> well... Wow, were they we right. We did it.
3: And then they completely sold out, and guess what? There it is. Jesus. And then Mark McGrath went on to act in this goddamn hunk of shit. Yeah, if you ever and it was
1: amazing. If you ever wanna <laughs> if you ever want to witness something extremely jarring, uh before Sugar Ray went bubblegum pop, listen to their first couple of albums. <laughs> yeah. It is
3: definitely interesting. I actually uh one of the things that I found out was if you sync up uh, right around the hour and 21 minute mark and you start playing uh, 1459 from the beginning, you listen to it, you can listen to every morning start playing its sweet, docet tones as sharks begin to rain from the sky <laughs> and fall down on these actors. From Buffalo.
1: On Pearl Street. Hell yeah. Beating the shit out of sharks. I just imagined the filming for this was just people in the middle of the street. Just waving weapons at nothing. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Because
3: it's all green screen and very poorly done at that. Which is amazing. It was almost Birdemic level. Yeah, it was. But it was
4: like a step up
3: from Birdemic. If you haven't
4: seen Birdemic,
3: watch it. It's awful. Can't recommend it enough.
1: Like I, I was in Rochester when the Amazing Spider-Man Two was being filmed, and there was like car crashes and explosions and crap. It was actually fun to watch. Now, if you're on, if you're having like dinner on Pearl Street and they're filming this movie, and it's just a bunch of people swinging sticks at nothing. <laughs> Hey, there like were shovels like one, as well. It'd be like one
4: of those stupid fucking flash mobs from yeah. 2010. It's like, oh, this is the new this is the new TikTok trend. Oh
3: my god, remember flash Stop. mobs. Waving. What was that on? What were people doing that on? Was it on Facebook?
4: No, I think it was heroin.
3: <laughs> Not what they were rolling on. Oh, out. Okay. My bad.
0: Probably Facebook then.
3: Damn. God damn. Oh, jeez. So basically, um, the rest of what I have written down here is just the history of uh, Sugar Ray. <laughs> <laughs> so... What I, what I walked away oh, with from this movie <laughs> is I fucking... I, I love Mark McGrath and I love the fact that he was fuck. acting in such a hunk of shit. His cameos are great. Oh, it was beautiful. He, he breaks up for people. This is
4: one-hit-wonders part two, the Sugar Ray story. <laughs>
3: Pretty much. Pretty much. I got super excited about this. Oh, my God. But uh, I'll forego that. You guys don't need to hear all of this stuff about how, you know, Aim for Me is a punk rock track in the vein of Green Day.
4: Oh, hell yeah. Uh, (laughs) I want to see a fucking Green Day sugar (laughs) race. collab Bring oh my into god
3: her. if they open for them i'm there
4: oh my god i'm
3: there with my mask on 2021
4: <laughs> be kind to us and give us a green day sugar ray revival tour
3: please and if they could just play like you know the best scenes from all the sharknado movies in the background on loop
4: yeah they should do it. they should get on stage and do a mashup and they should do it um every morning september ends <laughs> that's
3: what they should do Well, wake me up.
4: Wake me up every morning when September ends. Every
0: morning.
3: Yeah.
4: I think we killed Phil. Yeah.
3: Well, uh, (laughs) yeah, basically, um, I had a lot of fun with this. I really like Tara Reed. Shoot me. Whatever. (laughs) I really like Mark McGrath. I really like Mark McGrath. (laughs) She was
1: awful in the first one. Exactly. Oh, my God.
2: Well,
3: the girl needs a paycheck. She does need a paycheck. Get on that. Basically, they filmed here. They filmed the stuff that they did here. The people uh, waving
1: sticks in the street.
3: Waving sticks in the street in nice. front of the Rand Building, <laughs> also on Pearl Street, which you can prominently see. My God, um, a lot of fun. A lot of fun.
1: <laughs> That's all I can say. I've There's only, really not much. I've else only to say about seen this the first movie. one. I feel like I kind of need to delve into the Sharknado verse. Yeah,
3: it's not worth it. <laughs> if if you.
4: It sounds like you're highly recommending yeah. the second I'm one. I'm highly yeah.
3: recommending it because I had a wonderful morning drinking coffee and listening to Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray, Ray <laughs>
4: Tornado Sharks, Tara Reed, Mark McGrath. I'm fucking sold,
2: yeah. dude.
3: You know what, though? I will say at the end of the movie, because fuck this movie. I don't care about spoilers. At the end of the movie, when this guy cuts open a shark, finds a hand inside of its stomach, pulls it out, and there's a gun in the hands. Oh, my hand. God. So he pulls it out and shoots a shark out of the sky with it. And then realizes that there's an engagement ring on the hand. So he pulls it off and gives it to Tara Reed to re engage themselves to each other.
1: Can I tell you how that is reminiscent S- of the ending of the first movie? Stole my heart. So <laughs> the wow. first movie. It was just a redo. Uh, kind of, because in the first movie. Have you seen the first one? I haven't. Have
2: you
4: seen the first
1: one? But I, since you while, said like that, I was years like, years I enough.
3: assume that this
1: is... That was a
4: sci-fi movie, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. it wasn't and even... It, it was didn't even come out in theaters. was a huge social media... They did a ton of shit with sharks back then. Remember Sharktopus? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck was that movie?
3: They were mashing everything shark up Octopus. for a while. No Hybrid.
4: shit, but it was stupid as shit. Well, they
3: were purposefully churning out, like, the shittiest yeah. movies because...
4: I don't know if it was
3: like the room getting famous or what, but they just like picked up on the fact that people like shit movies. But this movie is shit just to be shit, and that's not fun. But I guess
1: it is.
4: When you're trying to be shitty, (laughs) it just comes off as
1: I don't know. know. So in the first one, I'm confused. There's a scene, I'm guessing it's the lead character of the second one again, and there's a part where he has a chainsaw. And yes, there's, and there his his love interest. I, I can't remember if it's Tara Reed. It might be Tara Reed. Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. But sh- she's in she, both. She gets eaten by a shark, and then he chops out. He takes a chainsaw. And there's a shark flying over him, and he disembowels the shark, and then he like grabs Tara Reed from out of the shark and saves her.
4: Yeah, but, and it's it's yeah.
1: basically they're redoing the ending of oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah with, yeah. with with the second one. Well, it's
4: saw... amazing that he didn't cut into
1: Tara. I... Yeah, right. It, it like, takes, she's it, okay. It takes precision, Mike. Oh yeah. He, you 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 he's that got the hands of a surgeon.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh okay.
3: Well you guys Jesus saw it. Christ I sent you the movie. clip with uh yeah, <laughs> someday playing movie. as sharks were raining from the sky and the guy was falling <laughs> with the sharks and had a chainsaw yep. and he went through the shark's yep. mouth and cut his way out the other side. Yep. As you heard Sugar Ray sing about swimming in the ocean. <laughs>
4: Hell yeah. It was
3: beautiful. <laughs> I can't recommend it enough. Listen to listen to Sugar Ray's third album, and watch this movie. It syncs up.
4: Yeah, it's it's kind of like a shitty. It's version like the dark side of, of, of dark yeah. side of Oz. Yeah. yeah, It's like dark side of the moon. You know, you sync it up with fucking Wizard of Oz. You, you sync up, you know, yeah, sync up fourteen fifty nine with fourteen fifty nine. Which know like too. It's wild. It's 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 a modern day.
3: It's a trait, man. I enjoyed it. That's all I'm gonna say. I wasn't even drinking. I woke up this morning and drank coffee and watched that, and it, I was like...
4: Did it drive you to drink afterward? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I have a Session
3: Ale in my hand now,
4: yeah, so... a couple beers, you know, uh, just erase the memories of terribleness.
1: Oh, those memories will never be erased.
4: It was fun. <laughs> I had a good time.
1: My That's God. That's basically I'm gonna it. Get, I'm going to get lost in the Sharknadoverse later.
3: We
4: spent more time shitting on that movie than talking about it.
3: So, it was filmed here because... You know, Buffalo's cheap, so yeah. And if you shoot it we the right way, it kind of looks like New York City. Yep. So since we have like, I guess one of the one of the good things about the city is the fact that we've had what like six out of the big seven architects, yeah, yeah design buildings here. So we have That's like why people come here. We have a really intricate skyline. We have fancy buildings. That's about it.
4: Fancy, fancy.
3: And that's what draws people. Like you were talking about City Hall in, in yep. the last one. It's it's just what it is. We people have love City architect Hall? Architects. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a great place to shoot. And we got that house built by that one guy. Frank Lloyd Wright. Frank Lloyd Wright, yeah. That guy. Yep. He's
3: got a couple of them. There's one uh, on Lakeshore Road, too, I think. Uh, that's pretty damn cool.
1: Do people even live there, or is it just like, come look at this house?
3: It's like, come look at this house. Like, come see how some this guy Some of the houses all around here, I'm pretty sure they have actual house. owners, right? Yeah, some of them do. And there was one I remember delivering uh, when I was on the east side. There's one on, like, Humboldt.
4: Jared's a mailman, if you don't know.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm a mailman to preface this. I used to deliver. I started on the east side, which... That was a lot of fun. Like, I have so many stories from that, but uh, I'll forego that. Uh, When I was delivering over there on, like, Humboldt, there's a house that's very reminiscent of, like, a Frank Lloyd Wright house. And I remember looking at it, and when I was delivering, I was like, this is such a cool, like, design to this building. And I always wondered, like, who lived there because it was like, this house is just so cool. It just stands out from, like, everything else around it. Yeah, I don't know. So there's, there's got to the be more that very, they did than just, like, the ones that are well-known. Yeah.
4: The buildings are definitely very interesting. The, the Lloyd Wright buildings and all that. So our architecture around here is definitely an attraction for people to come here and shoot.
1: Yep. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. why Buffalo's getting popular. And speaking of, Mike! We're talking more about Buffalo! What do you got next? Woo! In the vein of movies that were just
4: absolutely phenomenal, I bring you...
1: Battle Dogs. Now, I when you first brought up Battle Dogs, I thought that you were talking about the Cuba Gooding Jr. masterpiece, Snow Dogs.
4: That would be and you were sir. And you were not. No, I don't no. know what
1: Battle Dogs is.
4: Um, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that Radio was much better. <laughs> radio
1: was a phenomenal movie, sir. It. That's your opinion.
4: Uh, radio. Radio was a good movie, man. Based on a true story. I liked Radio a lot.
1: Based on a true Is it story. it
4: based on a true story? It was good. It was a good, wholesome
2: story. A...
1: You do realize that uh, his his depiction of radio was the the butt of the joke. Oh, for yeah. Ben Stiller in oh yeah in oh, Tropic I Thunder. I know,
4: I know, I know. Okay, I, I, I know where it went. Okay. I know where it went. But I, I I still accept it as a wholesome family film.
1: All right, continue. So,
4: anyways, Battle Dogs. This movie was pure, unadulterated trash. <laughs> I wasted about an hour and a half of my life watching this movie, but I guess I don't regret it. Um, so, basically, well, I'll start with the uh, who it was directed by. It was uh, directed by Alexander, Alexander Yellen. It starred Craig Sheffer as Major Brian Hoffman. Uh, Dennis Haysbert as Lieutenant General Christopher Monning. And uh, you might recognize uh, Dennis Haysbert from the uh, commercial, uh, the Allstate commercials. Are you in good oh, hands? Oh, yeah! It's the good hands Yeah, guy. it's the good hands. It also Wait a started...
1: This movie Blue. and this movie blue. And you were in good and had, hands? And yeah. you were
4: in good hands.
1: Uh, you know who Dennis Haysbert also played? This is probably not going to resonate with any of you it doesn't but it's one of my all-time favorite movies he played uh in major league yeah you it ever was seen a great major movie. League? oh yeah, yeah he was um uh what's his name uh the guy who the the guy who had the voodoo doll really yeah that was dennis that was Hayward? dennis hayesburg come on the the, wow. the big haitian dude yeah i
3: guess i would have to watch that again because i saw it joe boo no like joe boo was
1: joe was the villain it was the, the the voodoo doll what was his name?
3: Was that something I shouldn't have seen as a kid? I fucking watched that when I was wee.
1: Uh Major League. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you should not have watched that when you were a kid.
3: Okay, well anyway, that's one of the movies I remember seeing as a kid. <laughs> so so
4: so also this movie started Pedro
1: Serrano. That mm. was his name. So this, All right, continue. This
4: movie also starred Bill Duke. Uh, Bill as Duke the, as the president. Kate Vernon is Dr. Ellen Gordon. It's Bill Duke. Bill Duke. Ariana Richards as Donna Voorhees, and West. Studi as Captain Falcons. Captain Falcon. Oh Bill
1: Duke. He was in he was in
4: Predator. Yes, sir. What? The biggest name in this movie? Ernie Hudson. Ernie fucking Hudson. Ernie! Ernie fucking Hudson. The Ghostbuster himself. The Ghostbuster himself played
1: Max Stevens. Come on. So battle. So you had Bill Duke. You did. You had Dennis Haysburg. You did. And you had Ernie Hudson. And this movie was an atrocity
4: That's to man. It is a hell of a cast. It is a hell of a cast. Wow. And an atrocity to man. Um, so yeah, this movie, um, it's about werewolves. (laughs) Okay. What? Yeah. I'm just going to spoil the fuck out of this movie. Come again. It's just all over the goddamn place. So basically, um, there's a woman in an airport. But uh, like,
3: was it fun? It was Funny.
1: It, it. It. I believe this is another uh, sci-fi movie. It's a.
4: Yeah. It was a it
2: sci-fi movie. So, it so it's sci-fi? probably
1: made by the Asylum. Yes. Um, oh, no, look at that.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um.
4: So <laughs> it's it's made by the Asylum. Yep. Good call. Good call. yep. Good call. So this
1: is a cinematic masterpiece. Um.
4: So basically, it starts with uh Ariana Richards who plays Dana Voorhees. Uh, she's in an airport and she turns into a werewolf. Um. Fun fact: Ariana Richards is the little girl. From the first Jurassic Park. Really? Yep. So
1: Come she, on. She
4: was the main character, sort of. The, I, the sister? Yep, yeah, yeah, the sister. It's kinda she's kinda it's kinda a hard movie to follow. Like she's sort of the main character, and then it's okay. like cats, you don't have yeah, the main characters. Yeah. <laughs> Craig Sheffer kinda <laughs> takes over. The major Brian Hoffman, he kinda takes over. I don't know. It's a weird ass movie. They you know, just, just
3: pass the baton. Yeah.
4: <laughs> but um yeah, so Basically she turns into a werewolf and attacks a bunch of people. Some of them die, some of them turn into werewolves. Beautiful. Um so then they like transport all these people. So it's set in New York City. And they use the Central Terminal as like most of this film is shot in the Central Terminal what? and the surrounding area of uh And they say it's the New York City. They say it's New York City.
3: Again. Shot in Buffalo, pretending to be yeah. New York City. That but happens they, a lot. But
4: they did such a shitty fucking job with pretending it was New York City. There are literal, there are literally shots of like the Buffalo River and shit like that, and they like pan up and then you see like New York, like skyline. It's like, <laughs> what is this? What this? Like I, I've been here. That's not fucking there, and you're making it look like ass. They, there's a, i I'm pretty sure there's a scene like an uh, like a like a overhead scene like a drone scene where they're shooting the terminal and they put all these buildings around. I'm like, that's not even fucking close. I, I like, mean,
2: would anybody? Dude, know they put if like they did skyscrapers around the terminal. I know. Let's but let's say movies do that all the time here. though. Yeah, yeah, but not
1: this shitty, dude. Uh, it, it looked bad. Oh, it was bad. Oh, okay. it was bad.
4: They, they, I don't know. In my opinion, they so did not do a good enough it job. you could tell it
1: was
3: just like botched in there. Like, oh yeah. Okay, oh yeah, oh
4: yeah. The effects were rough. Um, the dogs looked like something out of a uh, early 2000s. The dogs? You mean the werewolves? Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> the, the werewolves. Dogs. It's called Battle Dogs, sir. Uh, the the uh, werewolves yeah, yeah. looked like something out of an early two you know, uh, so thousands video game.
1: This is so the premise is these soldiers are trying to contain like the werewolves, basically. So what? They're, so I'm
4: getting. I'm getting. This, there. this I'm getting sounds there. like a
1: remake of. A great werewolf movie I'll get to in a little bit. Uh, so, so mm. w-
4: what it is, is... So, after she kills some and turns some into werewolves... They, they They quarantine these people, right, into uh oh, the that's, Central Terminal.
1: That's it's topical.
2: It's
4: yeah. topical. Okay. They put all these people in the Central Terminal, right? And basically what happens is uh, they start, you know, testing on them and blah, blah, blah. Turns out Dennis Haysbert, are Loving General is the bad guy. Same with the president. What they're trying to do is they're trying to weaponize the werewolves. So they want to see what makes them tick. They end up pitting people against each other to weed out the weak ones.
3: So is this like a remake then?
1: I don't think it's a remake. I think it's like inspired, spiritual, inspired by a great movie that came out in the early two thousands. What movie? Uh, It's a British movie. It's called Dog Soldiers. And basically what it's about is it's this British command troop that uh, is doing a training exercise in the woods. And they come across a werewolf outbreak. And then the lead general is like, we could use this in the army. Like, we could use these soldiers, blah, blah, blah. And then he turns into a bad guy.
3: So this sounds like an American remake of, of Dog Soldiers. It's this a
1: is
4: like shitty American remake.
1: The then. Office yeah. version of now, now Dog Soldiers was made on a small budget, but it is a great movie, and it sounds a lot better than this. It was also filmed in the middle of the woods, so you really didn't need to extend your budget. And the werewolves look great. Dog soldiers. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
4: these ones again look like something out of like a, a Nintendo sixty four video game. Ugh. Sick. It's are, so are they? Fast.
1: Are they all like CGI? Oh, very. Oh, uh, see, very dog soldiers CGI. was at least uh, practical. Come very on. CGI. Gotta love practical. Go, yeah, go practical over CGI.
4: So they're trying to weaponize Every day. And, and weed out the weak dog, werewolves, whatever the fuck these things are. Because at a certain point, they go, i dogs and wolves. I don't know. So basically, it's the classic trope where. The 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 main werewolf, uh, the woman Donna Voorhees, uh, kind of starts falling in love with with the, with the guy in the military, the major, Aww. and they have this like little like unspoken like
3: Donna. I love
4: you type of thing, and they want to like basically at one point they want to rip her apart while she's alive and like pass out on a table and not a werewolf, well, and just like get like the antibodies for the werewolves. Because you know that they'll have the cure and control the wolves at that point. So basically, what happens is the doctor finds that the tooth of the original werewolf, they it, it it's what the the Lythen virus or something they call it, Lyna, Lyna X or something. The virus is called whatever. Yeah, Lycan. yeah, yeah. So I don't know the. The tooth is in the fucking arm. They want to rip the tooth out. They end up getting the tooth out. Then there's a battle over this tooth. Turns out that the woman is... She was... Ariana. Yeah, Ariana. Yeah, Donna Voorhees, the main... Donna Voorhees. Mm-hmm. That's her mm-hmm. name. Mm-hmm. Donna she, Voorhees
2: She's, was, she's, she's, she's from... She's from Friday the 13th. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's Jason's
4: sister. She, she's a wildlife photographer that got... She she wanted to see how close she could get to wolves.
1: <laughs> she wanted to escape her mom and her brother's passing. Yeah,
4: and when yeah, when that happens, I mean, if you want to go to wolves after that, then I don't blame you. Hey. So, yeah, she um she got bit. The tooth apparently this fucking wolf's tooth wasn't wasn't the strongest tooth because it broke off in her arm. Imagine that. Gross. And uh, Ugh,
3: could you imagine trying to bite into something and you break your tooth on it? No. Fuck that. No, I've fuck done that, that. before. Oh Ugh, why? I've chipped why did you tooth,
1: do that? I've chipped my tooth six times. Don't do that. Same tooth. How
3: did you do and that? And I've chipped a molar. Get, On what? Get better teeth. What are you <laughs> yeah, What are you doing?
1: Uh, it's a it's a story for a different time. Each one of my front tooth chips was, uh, me being an idiot. You can uh, It was this tooth right one. here. Oh uh, oh uh, why? And uh, my molar was I was fucking hammered, and uh. I, I ate a chicken wing. And I bit down on the wing itself. Jesus Christ, Phil. And it cracked. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) You bit that hard on a wing? Yeah, I was dumb.
4: So, yeah. So, that tooth breaks off. They have the antibodies now. They figure if they can unmake the the lichens that they control. They have a monopoly on the werewolves and they can use them in battle. Well, it's just like any movie. That doesn't work because the bad guys can't win. But I will say, so they go on the run for the military. A bunch of stupid-ass scenes happen where they're fighting against the military. She turns into a werewolf a bunch of times, kills some people, turns back to normal, turns back into werewolves. The rest of the werewolves get out. They start running rampant mm. in New York City, which is obviously not New York City because they're like filming the outside of the terminal, like the fields and. The is it like Sharknado the
1: Nado, where they have a bunch of people in the street just swinging sticks? No, yeah, is that nothing. nothing? <laughs> oh. you, you know
4: what? You know what it is? Is it, it? It's like a still. Some of the shots were like still shots. Oh. And then, like Wait, they, they s- took stills and, and like super superimposed- CGI the fucking werewolves
0: oh, running through stuff. Oh and I'm god! Like, wow! Oh wow! What this is, is this?
3: A, like when you said birdemic on the last one. This is more like birdemic. It's, yeah, it's pretty
4: fucking close. It's Woo. like it's like at a certain point they gave up and they were just like, "Yeah, fuck it, why not?" You know what I mean? Wow, sweet. So basically, to sum it all up, um, they're on the bridges out of the the one of them is they're on the Brooklyn Bridge and they start blowing the bridges to keep everybody on the island, uh, Manhattan, and the CGI on that, let me tell you, great A. A-1. <laughs> uh, A-1. You just see these very cgi helicopters come in and blow up with very cgi missiles. missiles. Uh, the bridges that are there, and then the explosions are also very cgi so it's just like, what the fuck's happening? So Sweet. basically, you get to the point where they're trying to quarantine everybody in and keep everybody in the island because the plan is to bomb Manhattan and wipe it off the earth because this virus will spread so quickly. So with the nukes coming in, um, <laughs> <laughs> this, this is what the fuck is going oh, this on? Movie How took did a, we get to nukes? Bro, this movie took a fucking turn, dude. This, I did. I said the same thing I was watching. I'm like. So they're just their solution is just nuking, um, and did their we prediction, here? yo, their prediction was way fucking off with casualties. They're like, apparently, uh, if we if we go ahead and uh, nuke Manhattan, we're looking at maybe a million people. What? Like, what what? It's like no, that's not hell. Right. No, it's no. like
2: three million. Yeah, it's like yeah, that's like three, three to five. Million.
3: What, what year was this? This was twenty thirteen. No, that, yeah, they made this even back then. That's yep. that's not right.
4: So, the so they're on the bridge, and 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 the, the the major Brian Hoffman, he's got the tooth. The doctor has the tooth. They're with Donna Voorhees. Then one of the the lichens come up and start ripping away at uh, Major Brian Hoffman. And in a last last ditch effort, he turns himself into a lichen and fights the other lichen, and they it's rip not his that chest.
2: Wrong.
1: Uh, the population of Manhattan is 1.6 million, so it's it oh really? it it's that not that, that off. off.
4: All right, that's yeah, that's not well. well I uh, thought there was more. That's going to take a turn. I did too. Trust me, that's going to take a turn here in a minute. <laughs> because that, if anything, just reinforces the point I'm about to make about this movie. Um, so yeah, so Brian Hoffman's fighting. He turns himself into a Lycan, fights the, <laughs> the other Lycan, the other Lycan stronger. This
1: and this isn't underworld.
4: No, no, <laughs> okay. they're on a they're on a bridge in, Brook, in Brooklyn. Um, mm. The Brooklyn Bridge, or what? I don't know what. So it's two CGI
1: pointed. werewolves fighting each yeah. other.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so then Donna, instead of turning into ah. a werewolf, I don't know if they were trying to pay fucking homage. They were definitely trying to pay homage to fucking Jaws, but they it was so stupid. What? She picks up a fucking gun with a grenade launcher attachment. She screams, "Hey!" The werewolf standing over the defeated Major Brian Hoffman. Turns after he's about... The werewolf's about to kill him. Turns and looks at her. And she goes... Instead of smile, you son of a... She goes, smile, you mother... And then it cuts. She shoots the grenade. The werewolf catches it in its <laughs> mouth. Misses. Swallows it. And explodes. And then she dies.
1: Why have a... Wow. Why have a Jaws thing in this movie? Why not? I have no At clue. this point, I feel like why not... Just throw
3: things at the wall, see what sticks. So, enjoy she, it. She
4: dies. He's contacting the president out of nowhere. They talked a couple times throughout the film about bullshit. Why not? He contacts the president and says, "I've got the cure. I've got the cure. You kill. You drop those bombs. You kill, man. You know. You, you kill the cure. Blah blah blah." The president has to make a decision, and at last second, the countdown dropping, deploying. The planes are in the air. The nukes are on the way. And There's three, two, one. And at one, the president goes, "Stop! Stop! You know, stop. Turn. You know, don't don't do it.
1: Don't do is it, it Richard Nixon? Basically, <laughs> the president's stop. like, "Don't do
4: it! Don't do it! Stop oh, it!
0: Don't do oh, it! Stop it!" <laughs> so he's just like, "Stop! Don't do it."
4: You would think in the classic movie trope that he gets it just in time, right?
0: No, they he fucking, missed.
4: They blow up Manhattan. The one dude goes,
0: "Oh shit!" I dropped it! (laughs) This bomb
4: starts sailing into fucking Manhattan. They they see it. They dive off the bridge into the water, which somehow saves them. It's a nuclear bomb. And it blows up half a man fucking Hatton. Not bad. And then they're all like celebrating because Major Hoffman lived and the cure lived. And then the president's like, This is a solemn time. This is not time to celebrate. Major, what are the casualties? And the major just comes in. He's like, I'd say about 2 million, sir. So it's like, okay, so you. Wait a minute. So now you. Okay, so you went from 1 million to 2 million that are dead. You guys are happy that the cure is there. What the fuck is this movie? Why did I waste my time? (laughs) So, anyway.
3: This sounds a lot more fun than you were originally making yeah. it out to be. It was, and that's a great cast.
4: It was fun, but it was
3: terrible. Maybe you need to watch it with people. Ma- you like might, it's one of those movies got, where you watch it with people, and you're like, "This is funny."
4: You you watch it by yourself, and you're just like, "I." I I don't, what am I doing with my life? You
3: question the decisions that led you to watch the movie that you're watching right now?
4: I question a lot of the decisions I make in my life on a daily basis. Mm. This, I didn't even have to question what I was doing. I I knew that I was just falling into a deep, dark hole that I was never going to get out of. (laughs) But notice how I didn't mention Ernie Hudson at all. So basically, he he shows up twice in in the movie. He shows up a few
1: times in the movie.
4: He's like What's his one line head of Who are you security? Call? Is he like is he sitting <laughs>
1: Is he sitting behind a desk the whole time?
4: No, no, no. He's he's like a security guy for the military. Like I don't even know they never really established what he did. And basically he like helps them get information on where Donna was and how she got this and blah blah blah. And then he's in the room with Donna and Donna kills him hmm. when she was the werewolf.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and
4: it was just, it was an atrocity, because she turns into the werewolf when the, when the heart starts racing, and it was just so like, w- why did you do this besides money? And the answer <laughs> is money. So, it's always money. Yeah. So I wanted to cover this film, though, specifically, because our dear friend, Melissa Endy was in this movie.
3: Oh, beautiful. So
4: she was an extra, so she, she was telling me that,
3: Mel, we love you. Mel, we
4: love you. <laughs> and, uh, She was telling us, uh, she was telling me the one day, she's like, you know, I I went down just to kind of scope out a movie set and see how it works because she's super into film. And um, her comment is that they clearly didn't care about uh, talent when they made that movie. They pulled me out of the crowd because I was talking shit with the hair and makeup guy. Uh, They knew I was there to only see the production aspects. There were plenty of extras to get a chance to be on camera, but they picked me. And there are a few shots where you can clear his day, see all the makeup that they did and everything. Like when she's morphing into a, a werewolf and stuff like that. It's, And seeing her in the movie, like you're, I'm watching this going, that's my friend. That's my friend Mel. Oh my God. But yeah, it's, it, it was just I gotta watch so it just for crazy. that now. It was just so like such a, what is this movie? But yeah, that's. That's uh, Battle Dogs. I, I'll give it a 3 out of 10. <laughs>
1: Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Hell, if yeah. you
4: want to waste some time, get drunk with some friends, watch it. It might be good.
1: So And that. it was filmed in Buffalo. Yeah, it's
4: filmed in yeah. Buffalo. Yeah. yeah, you get to see a lot of the. Ernie Hudson, a
1: Ghostbuster, was in Buffalo.
4: Oh, my God. That's true. That's true.
1: It's very true.
4: Glorious. So.
1: But, Phil, uh, uh, what have bef- you got, bud? Before we get there, uh, we got a couple messages for you guys. One of them uh is an ad and the other one is uh from our dear friend saint nick talking about uh thanksgiving and uh his thoughts on that coming up because you know we all wait for saint nick to bring us turkeys exactly so let's hear what they have to say
0: hi i'm pam kennedy
4: and i'm steve kennedy and we are gdrv for life
2: and
0: our family is also the proud owners of gabe's pride a company dedicated to delivering the best RV cleaning products on the market today.
2: Gabe's
3: Pride products are powerful yet gentle and especially formulated for effective cleaning of just about every inch of your RV, inside and out.
0: There's Gabe's Pride bathroom cleaner, window cleaner, cream cleanser, and a multi-surface cleaner that can be used just about anywhere in your RV.
4: Tired of black streaks and splattered bugs on an outside and roof of your RV? Gabe's Pride is proud to introduce our new RV Streaker,
1: Black Street Cleaner and Bug Remover. It's a must-have for every RV owner.
0: Gabe's Pride products work so well, they make cleaning your RV faster and easier than ever before. And because they clean better, you'll use less products which saves you money too.
4: It all adds up to spending less time cleaning and more time enjoying your RV.
0: Because we know you take pride in your RV, we're so glad to bring you Gabe's Pride. Visit us at GabesPride.com. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. Take pride in the power to clean.
2: Ho ho ho, ho ho ho!
0: Hello, boys and girls. It is I, Santa
2: Claus,
0: here with a special announcement for this holiday season. Ho, ho, ho. Remember the times where you would get together with mother and father, uncles and aunts and cousins? (laughs) Well, I sure do. (laughs) It's called Thanksgiving. And you should definitely celebrate that this year. (laughs) Year after year, right after Halloween. You begin to put up Christmas decorations! (laughs) Trim a tree! (laughs) And that puts a lot of pressure on dear old Saint Nick. I would like one year to be able to celebrate Thanksgiving with my wife and the elves. (laughs) So, please, for the love of Christ,
2: Don't start celebrating Christmas yet.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you for that, Santa. Uh, And my next movie is probably my favorite movie of this series. Uh, Now, I'm talking about the Purge movies. Now, the first one... Starred, uh, so
3: wait this is about like when you sit in front of a toilet and <laughs> stick your fingers down your throat no
4: oh I thought it was I thought it was just about like like you know just purging out all the your your, your toxins I mean through, kind like, of your feet with those like you ever see those things you put it on the bottom of your feet yes. it just sucks the toxins out.
1: I think that's a scam like well I huh. have a lot of returns to make no the purge movies. Are uh for one night a year, it's an alternate universe where one night a year all crime is legal. You can go out in the street and you can murder, you can rape, you can pillage, you can do you can get out all your anger for one night a year, and apparently it makes the country a much happier society.
2: Well,
4: I wouldn't want to do any of those things.
1: Well, wouldn't everybody make me gets happy.
4: unified after that, huh?
1: Yeah. I mean... I don't want to get murdered. The first movie... Then don't. Then don't. You don't have to. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying really hard not to be, guys. Uh,
3: but, I mean, you got to offer a service... Yeah. ...in order for people to deny it. Yeah. Like, I'm you not get, useful. It's not for everybody. No.
1: Uh, now, the first movie, uh, great premise. When it came out, everyone was like, this premise is awesome. And then it starred Ethan Hawke. And Ethan Hawke, one of my favorite actors... But the problem with the first movie was great setup, and then about halfway through, it turned into a generic home invasion movie. Oh. And it was kind of boring and generic. This is Purge 2, right? This is the first Purge. Oh, the first Purge. I mean, okay, the movie I'm I'm talking about is called The First Purge. Oh, but yeah, yeah. The, the, that. the original movie is just called The Purge. Yeah, yeah. So how many Purges are we in here? I think this is the fourth overall. Jesus Holy Christ.
4: Christ.
1: Now, each one has gotten some subsequently better. I will say that. Uh, the, one bef- the two that came after that were uh, Purge Anarchy and Purge something else. Isn't there like a TV show now? There is too? a TV show. that was, I believe that TV show was also filmed in Buffalo.
4: What's with the new trend really? of like old movies and like movies going into like there's The Mist now. There's a TV show. A lot of it
1: is like expanding
3: the universe because sometimes there's more to it than what was shown.
1: I get it. The Purge. The Purge Anarchy. The Purge Election Year. The first Purge was the fourth one filmed in Buffalo. And then the Forever Purge uh is a movie coming out in 2021 and the tv series was just called the purge and it was uh 2018 to 2019
4: oh uh, okay okay
1: but the so fir- that
3: didn't come back no that no. just, just one season fizzled.
1: yeah i believe the tv show was filmed in buffalo as well oh it's really
3: sweet. i didn't know that
1: uh let me just give a quick fact check time uh, I've seen anything, but I, 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 I think I think I remember hearing about that. But the first purge, the fourth movie in the in the franchise, basically uh, depicting the first experiment of this purge that's in this movie universe, uh, and I really enjoyed it. It takes place in Staten Island. Uh, that's where Staten Island only is where the first purge happened, and. They use Buffalo as a stand in for Staten Island. You were saying before you yeah, remember a gas as g- usual. Yeah. 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 A ga- well, I mean Staten Island isn't really New York City. It's it technically yeah, they is. just
4: keep making us like the city. You know? Staten we're Island is argue. just
1: like a neighborhood.
4: They're still trying yeah,
3: to argue. I mean it's a whole separate, like whatever. It's still the city. It's still technically New it's York City. It's still the city.
1: But uh you you were saying do you remember a gas station that was filming? Yeah, when you it were was delivering. Like
3: Fillmore and, jeez, uh, ah, I can't they, remember. They did use a lot be.
1: of a lot of the East Side locations. Yeah, already.
3: yeah, yeah. And I was delivering mail at the time, and I was pissed off because they were like slowing me down. yes They had like things all set up and like blocking the gas station and the road and everything. I was like, what is going on here,
2: dude? That and was your I realized they to get were the movie. filming.
3: Yeah, I was like, oh man, I could be delivering mail to the person that's getting killed. Yeah,
4: exactly. Oh, that would have been a great story arc. Ah. And just like like then you have like a like a, like a prequel to that one where yep. it's just like the mailman. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I believe that movie was made already. It was called The Postman. Yeah.
4: Fair enough.
1: Fair enough.
3: Uh post-apocalyptic world.
1: Featured prominently is uh Marine Drive apartments on the waterfront. Uh the the high-rises there on the waterfront. Uh I don't know, I don't think the interiors are filmed there. I think it's just, like, they do, like, exterior...
2: Um, right, right. Shots. They use establishing Establishing gods, shots, that's like what that, it's called, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: but if you watch the movie, a lot of it takes place, like, in the streets. And if you look at buildings and street signs, you kind of can tell where it's going on in Buffalo. It's clearly... They didn't change the street signs to, like, anything on Staten Island. So it's like, <laughs> you see, like, uh, Genesee Street and... In Fillmore Ave and whatever on the on the street sign, so yeah. you can definitely tell that it's filmed on the east side. I noticed that
4: in some of the movies I watched too. Yeah, like, like there's in Battle Dog, there's Lafayette,
1: and it's exactly like, that's. uh... I know where that is. Yeah, I don't think that's in Manhattan. I'm pretty sure that. You know uh,
3: what though? Like, who's gonna notice that except for people who live who live in, in Buffalo? Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Buffalo or in the place it's supposed to be. in. Yeah, we'll be like, nah, that's not here.
1: But uh, the, the first purge it. Like I said, the each Purge movie gets better. Election year, probably my personal favorite, but the pur- the first Purge is up there. Uh, everything that, the more they do with the premise and not trying to make it a different kind of movie is better. But if you want an actual decent movie that is filmed in Buffalo, it does not take place in Buffalo, but you'll recognize a whole bunch of locations. It's pretty gory. It's got some decent kills in the movie. Check out the first Purge.
3: So huh. it sounds like it's right up my alley. I
1: do recommend the first Purge.
3: Weird that I haven't watched it, considering I saw it being shot.
1: Have you seen any of the Purge movies? No, I haven't. The first one was really good. It, it uh, was it, it until was, it turned into a home invasion yeah, movie.
4: Yeah, I mean, it was... It was it, you have to think of the time it came out, though.
1: 2013?
4: Yeah, it was different for the time.
1: Like you, you
4: know, the, 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 premise the premise was, the and premise then they was, gave up on the
1: premise halfway through. They
4: did, they did but the premise... I, for me personally, it was enough to carry me through the movie. It was, it was as like, soon as
1: they gave up on the premise, I was out of it. But you yeah. know
3: what was a much better home invasion movie around that time? The Strangers. The yes. Strangers was really which was a great movie. Good.
1: That was horrifying. It, it was absolutely. It was. was. And uh, uh, Dennis from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia he gets his head blown off in that movie. He does. Oh, he does. Yeah. 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 Yep. Terrifying. It, it is terrifying. But Jared. What is yes. your last movie?
3: So my last movie, uh, this was a pleasure to pay attention to. It was uh, Buffalo '66 <laughs> with our fucking great ass homeboy, Vincent Gallo. Never but, seen this
1: movie. You've never seen Buffalo never '66. Seen Buffalo? It's a great
3: movie. You need to see it. If for nothing else, Christina Ricci is one of her
1: first films. Yeah. it's oh, not a, okay. which is awesome. It's not a bad movie, but Vincent Gallo is such a dick.
3: He's such a prick. And it, it just... ah Jesus. I feel like he wasn't even acting in this. Okay. <laughs> I don't, don't want to go out like a tirade <laughs> or anything, but like... Okay, basically the movie's just about this narcissistic guy who, you know, like... Is trying to be something else to everybody, so he's always lying about things and... You know, whatever. So he finds this girl, Christina Ricci, and... It's his girlfriend or whatever, and he, like, basically kidnaps her, saying, like, you're going to tell my parents that I'm a good dude and, like, you know, you know, like, you met me at work and all this stuff. Well, that's and, fucked. Yeah, it's it's really fucked. And, uh, the, interest, the most interesting thing about the movie is just all of the Buffalo landmarks because he was born here, he lived here, so most of the movie is shot here, which is... Kind of cool, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um,
4: it's cool that he was born here, lived here, all that. That's kind of cool. Right, right, which is, but like,
3: the interesting part about it and the reason why I'm kind of drawn to the film. Um, it did have some artistic merits, too. Like, it, he did a good job with it, I'll say that much. Um, But, basically, he was a... Uh, yeah, but uh, where am I here? I lost track of myself. Give me a minute.
4: That's what he was, though, folks. He was a yow, yow, yow. My main problem. <laughs>
1: my main problem with with this movie is Vincent Gallo basically plays someone who puts all of the problems that him and his family has had yes on the city of Buffalo itself. And that's I mean, an astute
3: observation he, because that's exactly what that is. Yeah,
1: he he looks like Charles Manson though.
3: He does. It's horrifying.
1: But, yeah.
4: Oh, Jesus, he fucking does.
1: Yeah. So,
3: yeah, he gets released from prison in the beginning of the movie. Yep. It's uh, shot from Gowanda Correctional Facility. So, everybody huh. knows where that is. I, you were yep. saying there's,
1: like, 20 locations they filmed yeah. in Buffalo.
3: Um, yeah. The, yeah. And, uh, basically, number two was Adolf's which is a bar down on uh, South Park Avenue.
1: Wait, there's a bar in Buffalo called Adolph's? Yeah,
3: called Adolph's. Uh, it, <laughs> well, it gets like a well, one well. second long cameo, <laughs> but it was there. It's a dive bar. It's- Shame. And it's now known as Adolph's Old First Ward Tavern. Uh, <laughs> but called it's called Adolph's. <laughs> it's yeah, basically the, the, can the, bar, the bar was named after Adolph Barron. Oh god, I sure. <laughs> thought you were gonna drop the last one. there. Yeah.
4: Thought you were gonna drop that big. You're last waiting name. for that, huh? Oh, my that big that pause. <laughs> that pause fucking got me. I was like, no that was, shit. That was <laughs> it's for you. After named after Adolph
3: Baron. A baron. Okay. Yeah. No. So uh, yeah, he opened it up in 1934, and it's been there ever since. But uh, filming location number three is the Buffalo Metro, so the bus station downtown on Ellicott. We all know where that oh, is. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Film there. And then uh, the next location is Cafe Lococo, which is that old Amen A's building on uh, Washington Street, 369 Washington.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, yeah, like, right across yeah, yeah. from
3: Lafayette. Uh, Hotel. I'm not familiar with that one. I know I know where Lafayette
1: Hotel is. Okay.
3: Yeah, it's like right across from there. Okay. Yeah. So uh, also number five filming location was behind St. Joseph's Collegiate Institute, which is Mm -hmm. in North, uh, or not North, but Tonawanda. It's on 106 Wilton. Um, I did notice like when I was watching it, I was like. In one of the scenes when he pulls up with Christina Ricci and he's sitting in the car, I was like, that looks like a Tanawanda location. And I was right. Like, the house that they filmed at was also in Tanawanda. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, his uh, his house itself was in Amherst on Delta Road. Um, hmm. They were bowling at recios
2: recios in my south god. buffalo on south Carolina. i do
3: uh yeah across from sereno cheese the smell of it's, cheese you know, oh my god i lived in lackawanna oh. which was maybe a mile mile and a half from there and on a good day when it was windy you could smell that cheese in the breeze that, it was
4: awful that fermunda
1: oof Oh. At least, oh. at least downtown smells like cereal. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, this. Yeah, you
4: go downtown it's cereal. Like... You go South Buffalo. It's fucking cheese. This is like
3: a deep cut fart. Oh yeah, it's
4: just lingering.
3: Oh, oh yeah, it's very yeah.
4: suitable for the uh, region.
3: Pretty rough. Love it. Denny's on uh, Niagara Falls Boulevard <laughs> in Amherst, which is not a Denny's anymore. Oh, it's not. Oh. Now it's El Palenque.
1: Oh, I've been to a Denny's. What is El Palenque? Uh,
3: actually, the Spanish term for cockfighting arena. Oh, I driven. Wait, is it really? Yep. Wow. And it's fucking. I've, it's right I've driven. There. Yeah, like we I've lived like two there. minutes yeah. from that place. Yeah. Wow. Uh, wouldn't recommend eating there. Not good. I, I, nope. Went there once, and uh, that shit's been sitting around for a while. I guarantee.
4: What's a while? Would you go there in like 2016? Uh, probably a
3: day or two. Uh, I, I would say that the rice was probably made a day beforehand. Nice. And they figured, whatever, nobody showed up. Let's just keep it. <laughs> uh, Most yeah.
4: restaurants do that.
1: It uh, was... I do I do rough. recognize driving past them all the time. It's not good. Uh, I'm
3: definitely not doing an ad for the place.
4: <laughs> Shout out to Al Polike. <laughs>
3: So the next location was a mobile gas station, which is actually that uh, Stanton Optical, which is basically right across the street from El Palenque.
1: On the boulevard there, that weird-looking building? On the boulevard there, yep. They they used that as a mobile gas station? Well, it
3: used to be a gas station before it turned into a Stanton
1: Optical. Did it have that same weird-looking shape to it?
0: I
3: don't know, you know? Like, I don't think it was. Huh. I'm pretty sure it was I've just only, normal... I moved here in 2015,
1: so I've only right. known it as that weird Stanton building.
3: And I wasn't, you know, growing up as a South Towns boy, I've, I never really had a reason to go on the boulevard. And yeah, so...
1: we
4: never really made it out this
1: way. No, yeah, you guys, not that often, not until we moved up it's this It's just way. like Rochester, like I never went out to the west side of Rochester growing up. Yeah, it's like, so... why would you have a reason
3: to? Yeah, me, it's, you know? it
4: was rare that you come to North Buffalo when you're, you know, younger yep. and shit. There's no reason to. Nope. So, yeah,
3: the next location was Ten Motel, which was on 3720 Lakeshore Road in Hamburg. Uh, Ten Motel was where Billy Brown first comes to appreciate Layla's affection. It's now known as the Rust Belt Bar and Grill.
4: Is that Angola?
3: Uh, it's close. It's probably on the border.
4: Okay, okay. I was trying to think of exactly where that was. Yeah, apparently
3: they make some really good mac and cheese there, though. So Ooh, hell yeah. Worth checking it out. I love me some mac and cheese. So, in the movie, uh...
4: <laughs> that, that one tickle you? There's, there's a buffalo... Uh,
3: uh, no, I was laughing because uh, he <laughs> basically took Scott Norwood and turned him into this guy called Scott Wood.
1: Wow. Wow. God
4: damn!
3: And he was talking about wanting to kill him for fucking up buffalo getting... <laughs> losing the super bowl
4: as if scott norwood didn't already go through enough yeah right like, like you, you gotta, gotta go and shit do out this of him in, in
3: film he makes it even worse because like he goes to fucking 24 karat gold oh jesus yeah oh. yeah
1: yeah what's 24 karat gold
3: it's a whew, it's a strip club oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: is it still around
3: uh, <laughs> it was up until recent days, I guess. I don't know if it's still called 24-karat gold. It might not even be a strip club anymore, but it was... Uh, it was rough? It was the dirty of the dirties for a <laughs> while there. For as long as I could remember when I was
1: growing up. So it was like the barrel in Rochester, okay.
3: Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a rough place. Basically, one of those places where they're like, You're pregnant? Yeah, dudes will be into it. (laughs) Like, one of those things. Like, uh, I'm sorry, ladies. Like, I don't mean to, like, I'm not trying to slam anybody. You got to do what you got to do to make money. (laughs) Jesus (laughs) Christ.
4: But, uh. Listen, I have family that are strippers, and I'm offended. You should be. (laughs) So,
3: anyway. Not trying to slam anybody, but that's the type of place this was.
2: I
1: wonder if they filmed at these places without permits.
3: Hmm. Maybe. It's probably, possible. Yeah. But there's so many places on here that I've got to imagine that he did get a permit. All right. And the fact that... It can't like, be
4: hard since he's from here. I don't yeah. know, but I also... He's probably regular 24 regular car gold. So. Probably yeah, was. Probably. I mean, the
3: dude was a fucking dirtbag. So, yeah. Um, That's my professional opinion. But, yeah. So, he goes there. <laughs> that's... That's the scene. Uh, and the next final location is Dicky Donuts, Dicky's Donuts, on Hurdle Avenue, which is actually right across from the station that I work at right now. Really? Uh, yeah, and it's not even a Dickie's Donuts anymore. Now it's just uh, it got knocked down, and I think they just made like office building out of it.
4: Do you think they still have donuts there?
3: Uh, they might.
4: Like. That'd be awesome to just like go or in you there pop and pop in like, and be like, I want your office donuts. donuts. Yeah, just give us all of your donuts now. I'll
3: take these.
4: Hell, you should do that when you go to work next. Just like walk across the street and be like, Give me all your fucking donuts. I know this used to be a dickies.
3: Oh, you know what? It even says that it's <laughs> so the website I was on is apparently older because it says that now it's a bucks for bottles redemption building. Uh, not true so you should.
4: So what you should now do is you should go across the street with a bunch of fucking cans and bottles dump them on the fucking floor and demand donuts
3: that sounds about right
4: that's what you should do
3: I think that's a cumulative uh, take on that what's the
4: ratio of, of return to donut
3: well it's 5 cents so yeah. you gotta figure a donut's what like 80 cents
1: uh, yeah,
3: are so... donuts a dollar now I swear to god where is inflation Christ. taking us
1: in this
4: economy? Yeah, in this economy, yeah, right? Don't they know if there's gross. a pandemic going on? We have chlamydia nineteen happening, and they can't—they're raising fucking donut prices.
3: So I guess read. Uh, <laughs> so I guess the last thing I, I kind of wanted to go through is the fact that, like, I tried to ask myself, like, if I wasn't a Buffalonian, would I be as interested in this movie? As I am, that's a fair question. That's a fair question,
1: and because this is like the first movie people bring up when you're like movies filmed in Buffalo. It always is Buffalo '66. Like
3: honestly, Vincent Gallo, this was a good movie. It was put together well. I, if if for no other reason, it's worth watching Christina Ricci in one of her first acting roles. She was super good in it. Um, I I liked it for that reason. Uh, apparently he moved on after this and he did a movie called The Brown Bunny. <laughs> Is that what we were talking yeah, about? Yeah, The Brown Bunny. Uh, The Brown Bunny, where... It's infamous for a reason. Uh, Jesus. So, he decided that it would be a great idea if, uh, Chloe Sav- seven Se- or Savini, Savini or yep. whatever, actually blew
1: him on screen. It performed fellatio on screen. Yeah,
3: so he thought that was a great idea. And great then, uh, idea. I also and then he took a still frame from that and used it as an ad yep. for the movie. So did he really? Not he, only is he, he a scumbag he sure did. for Jesus Christ, not wanting to simulate it but like have it be real. But That's then he goes ballsy. on the Howard Stern show and talks about how I remember like, this. Yeah, yeah, and he goes on there talking about how like you know oh well it's, you don't know what it's like like it's. I was actually acting during that. Like after I got blown, I had to jizz and then act like I had to cry. Like I had to be all broken up, and it was like, "Oh man, I'm really weeping yeah. for you." Yeah, listen, you listen, listen. listen. Like, let's not, come on.
4: Let's not talk down about the people that have an array of emotions after coitus.
3: I'm not talking down about
4: people doing that.
3: I'm talking I, down about a fucking idiot I who does after it on sex, screen. Jared.
4: And, and you're making me feel singled
3: out. We, did, we didn't have to bring this up here. We've talked about this in many locations. and On the podcast is not one of the places. If
4: I can't express myself here, I can't express myself anywhere.
3: All right. So anyway, after using a bunch of slurs for homosexual people and saying a bunch of different awful things... In this interview, yep. uh, my opinion of him is probably lower than the floor, and I can't say that I care about anything else he's done. Um, nope.
2: Those are is, the only two movies I know of him. He's
3: honestly still working. He's still doing things, but I can't give a He's also shit. almost 60 years old. He is almost 60 years old. Um, one of the things that he did say in this interview is that uh, his hate comes from growing up in Buffalo. And that we are the kind of assholes that hate their own. That there's no homecoming for people in this city and no love.
1: That is 100% not true. Right? Yeah, seriously. Right? Even in Rochester, we love our own. In Buffalo, everything I've witnessed is people loving their own. There's so much pride. There's
4: a reason we're called the City of Good Neighbors.
1: I'm not a fan of theirs, uh, but... That that big band that does a Christmas show every year.
4: Oh, every time I die, yeah.
1: Every time I die. Yeah. People fucking love Every Time Dude, I Die. Oh, my face. show out. Like, we that went to so show. That show's so fucking good, so much yep. fun.
4: There's, they, and, they, and they do it big for Buffalo. They yeah. they, they know, you know, they, they come back to their roots and they're yep. like, yo, we're fucking doing it Rick big James.
1: Part. Like, people in Buffalo right. love Rick James. Right. Like, I absolutely. love Rick James. If you're love good. We like you. Right. If you're Vincent Gallo and you're a fucking <laughs> asshole, then we don't. And you have no redeeming qualities, yeah. then of course we're not going to give a
3: shit about you. Absolutely. So that's that's how that goes. And, uh, yeah, after, like, kind of worrying about it in my mind, I'm just like, I enjoy this movie for what it was. It's, it's,
1: not, it's not a bad movie.
3: It's somebody's first movie who actually did a good job and then... He got an inflated ego yes. and completely acted like he was owed something that he wasn't. Yep. And treated the city as if it owed him something, which we don't. No. The city doesn't owe you shit. No. Life doesn't owe you shit. Very so, true.
4: Very true. No, I'll, I'll what are have you going to watch, do? I'll have to watch it. And yeah, I'm I, surprised you haven't seen it. Uh, yeah, no, I just, I've heard of it so many times, I just, I don't know. Just.
3: It's, it's fun to see Buffalo, like so prominently displayed like you were saying in that other film mm-hmm. that you are talking about and like uh yeah also i can't say enough about christina ricci i always loved her so it's great seeing her in one of those like, she was like 18 or 19 she was 18 I'll, years I'll
4: old i like that movie because like you guys said like just being a buffalonian like this is like okay oh look it's buffalo but the
1: whole time now i'm just gonna be thinking like this guy sucks yeah <laughs> i'm sorry i tainted that for douche. you but-
3: he really is. Like, Vincent I Gallo's the worst.
1: I can't say enough
3: about how much of a D-bag this guy is. Jesus.
4: Well, moving on to uh, a movie that was about
1: Buffalo, but not filmed here. I mean, they filmed in Niagara Falls. They filmed the falls. That's about it. Didn't <laughs> they
3: send, like, B-roll to come shoot the fucking they river did, they, or whatever?
1: Yep.
4: They did. They shot the river, they shot the falls, and they green-screened it behind none other than Jim Carrey. It's Bruce Almighty.
3: You know what's crazy, though? Because he grew up
1: in Canada. So he was familiar. And been he was bu- familiar with He Buffalo. talks about Buffalo Very, all the time in interviews. Yeah.
4: Very familiar. He says he... So Jim Carrey, if you guys don't know, I know you two know, but if our listeners don't know, Jim Carrey actually fucking loves Buffalo. Mm-hmm. His family would vacation here. Yep. All the time. Wave Fantasy back Island. Yeah. Fantasy Island and and they just hang out in the city. So Jim Carrey, when he was younger, used to be here all the time. Actually Jim Carrey's one of his favorite bands is from Buffalo cannibal corpse really oh because wait he loves cannibal he loves corpse ace ventura are ace you ventura, kidding me when ace so when in the movie ace ventura when he goes to, to the, heavy metal, the club. heavy metal club that's cannibal corpse and, he, and, he, and he walks in and he i has, haven't
3: seen that movie in so long i
4: don't even he, remember that yeah wow. he's asking the guy wow. you know hey do you know where blah blah blah? and he's banging his he's, head the guy's banging his head he's yeah. talking to the headbanger the band that is playing is cannibal corpse
1: yep no shit. Yep. Wow. Now again, not my genre, but one of the biggest bands in the in their genre. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah
4: absolutely. Is huge in their genre. And Jim, yeah, one of Jim's favorite bands yep. back in the day. Wow. So yeah, so basically if you haven't seen Bruce Almighty by now, I mean what are you, what are you doing? You know, this movie was well, so this movie was directed by uh Tom Shadak. Um, It was released in 2003. Um, Older movie. It stars so many big people. Jim Carrey plays Bruce Nolan. Uh, Morgan Freeman plays God. Jennifer Aniston plays Grace Conley, who is uh, Jim's eh, fiancé, girlfriend. Um, There's just so many big actors in it. Steve Carell's in it. Um,
1: This introduced the world to Morgan Freeman as God, and the world has never looked back. Oh, never, You know what's never.
3: crazy about that? Like, only an atheist could play God. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Absolutely. I feel good about this. And exactly. do it so fucking well. Yep.
1: Right. So basically... Like, as an atheist, I hope Morgan Freeman's God. Oh, he better be. <laughs>
4: he better be. He better fuck <laughs> me. So basically, the whole movie's premise is this. Bruce Nolan, he works for WKBW, uh, Channel 7. Uh, yep. He's... Uh,
1: Home Just of the do, great Irv Weinstein. Yes, home mm. of the great Irv Weinstein, who uh, who appeared in *Hide and Plain Sight*. Forgot to mention that. Oh, oh, did he really? Yeah, he he was on a TV in a bar.
4: That's awesome. Sweet,
1: but that's awesome. Yep, WKBW. He did um, it. So yeah, he he
4: plays a news anchor at Channel Seven, and uh, he you know he's getting all these little pieces and this and that, like the puff pieces. Like he does like a the cookie, the, the thing. cookie, yeah, like the biggest cookie that's been made. Apparently. That's the way the cookie crumbles. That's <laughs> the way the cookie crumbles. That's, yeah, that whole part. I say um, that all the time. <laughs> so good, <I'm> <laughs> That's yeah. So he, he does all that and uh, he's doing all these pieces. He, he wanted to become like an anchor. He loses it to Steve Carell's character. Gets all pissed off about it. Ends up fucking up his relationship. Cries out to God, like you, you. Why do you hate me? Blah blah blah. And then Morgan Freeman just comes down. And he's like, I'm Morgan Freeman, and I'm gone. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> to be real
3: though, who hasn't had one of those days where they're just like, "Oh my god, what the fuck?" Yeah. Well, when I do that,
4: Morgan Freeman doesn't fucking no. show up. No. He's just like sitting in Hollywood with all his money. True. That's not very God-like, Morgan, but I still love you.
1: Although I here's here's the, I just thought about this part. Here's the thing that confuses me. Now, I'm not a religious person. But I thought it was Jesus that could walk on water and not God. Well, if God... But
4: Bruce in the movie is
1: walking Technically on, all the yeah, same person. Technically,
4: with religion, it's all the same. But God's,
1: like, not a person. He's, like, a being.
4: Yeah, well, you don't think a being that created everything could walk on everything? No. Well, not only are you wrong, but you're also well. stupid. Stupid. But anyway, that's so yeah. why you didn't
1: write this movie, You're right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why I didn't film in Los Angeles and say it was Buffalo or wherever the hell they. It was filmed it. Close in Los enough. Angeles. Yeah, that's what I thought. But um,
4: so yeah, you know, and it's just about a story of redemption. Uh, Morgan Freeman gives Jim Carrey all of his God powers, and of course, like with any of us, I got God powers right off the bat. We would have fun, so we, you know, he... Gives himself a car, a, a, like a beautiful Corvette, and all this stuff, and, and just, you know, goes around and beats God, you know, plays God for a little while. His
1: Eastwood impersonation? His Eastwood impersonation is
4: dead on. Dead fucking on. <laughs> 44 Magnum. It's just so, yeah. so fucking good. Um, so, yeah, you know, so he does that. The whole story arc is basically just uh, because you, you can't influence free will, so he can't make his uh, girlfriend fall in love with him again, yep. blah, blah, and the overall story arc is just him getting everything he wanted becoming lead anchor this and that and yeah eventually gets the girl in the end
1: now even though the movie gets buffalo wrong and it was not filmed in buffalo there are some funny parts of that movie oh
4: absolutely like when he like
1: when he when they're out on the patio and he's getting all getting jennifer aniston all horny and he brings the moon in and then the next day there's like news reports of floods. Yeah, that was funny as fuck. <laughs> like like there's massive flooding like in Asia and it's because he yeah. it just brought the moon in so close that it's just fucking up the tides. I mean, like that's funny. The
4: classic fucking scene that everyone knows from this movie. And it was in my opinion, oh my god, to be able to, to for Jim Carrey to be able to mouth what Steve Carell was yeah. doing that <laughs> thing, oh my god. Yeah, that yeah. was it was so well done amazing. and so well rehearsed between the two of them. I'm sure that scene in itself, even to this day, I, I'm in tears when oh, I see that fucking yes. scene. It's so, it's so goddamn good. good. Basically, he just like makes Evan, who is Steve Carell's uh, character, uh, just like babble on live air, and it's just uh, if you if you haven't seen this movie by now, which you probably should or should have by now, definitely watch it. That scene's fucking amazing.
1: It's probably the most prominent movie that features Buffalo like the it made a good amount of money at the box office a lot of people love the movie it made 484.6 yeah.
4: million dollars half, wow. half a billion dollars
1: of the box Ooh, office, yeah Moses. 81 so, million dollar budget so for a movie to, for, to not even be filmed in Buffalo to get people to be like oh a comedy movie about Buffalo makes 500 billion dollars it's kind of something $500, no,
4: million. 500 million,
1: but yeah, yeah. or five hundred million, half, yeah. a billion, half, half a billion, half a billion dollars. Half I mean, billion. the movie that's,
3: that's impressive. The I've movie
1: is a, a classic
4: comedy, <laughs> classic comedy. But yeah, I mean, so it came out what two thousand three, two thousand three. Yep, mm. yep. Um, it, it's I love the part where this he's the Sabers win the cup, yeah. The city riots <laughs> because
1: that is what is actually going to that happen yes. when the
4: Buffalo Sabers finally get their heads out of their asses. And fucking does something with that friend. Or the Bills win a
1: Super Bowl. Yo, the Bills win a Super Bowl.
4: The I mean, city the is the going to going burn up to the ground. Oh, <laughs> the city's yeah. Going oh, yeah. Up, man. But, yeah. I will be right in the middle of it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, just the Sabres win the cup. They burn the city down. There's a part where he answers everybody's prayers for the lottery. Yeah, they everybody win wins the lottery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like everyone prays. He's got that computer just like reply all yes. And then everyone's winning the lottery. Everything's coming true. It's, it's a great movie. It's a funny fucking movie. It's unfortunately not shot in Buffalo. Uh, fun fact, my uncle, um, he uh, was an Erie County Sheriff way back when. And when Jim was supposed to actually come to Buffalo, he was going to get him from the airport. And then it turns out Jim didn't come, and my uncle was at the airport like, okay... Guess not. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Jim actually never came to Buffalo to shoot any of this. Nope. And the only no. part, like we mentioned earlier, was uh, the green screen um, of Niagara Falls, which is also, again, one of the best parts of the movie, Yeah. is when he finds out he's not anchor, and he just goes, well, did you feel bad when you threw the Purple Heart over the, it's the sick of the Titanic, and blah, blah, blah. And it's just that, back to you, fuckers. Oh, my God. It's such a good fucking movie. And once
1: again, you're one, you're one lot you're one word.
4: And you know what? For PG-13. Full circle with that, great fucking use of that word for PG-13. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was like the the delivery, flips off the camera, perfect. Way to nail it. But I mean, there's not much else to be said about Bruce Almighty. Uh, Redemption story, guy who just, you know, disavows God, and just says, oh, all right, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, God teaches you a lesson.
1: The sequel is trash.
4: Oh, Evan Almighty? Oh, Evan Almighty. Yeah,
1: Steve
2: Carell. <laughs> Steve I love
4: Carell's Steve Carell.
1: Noah. I love Steve Carell. But good God, that movie is so
3: bad. Must have been some good money or something. Well, unintended.
1: Good God. They did,
4: uh, that, that one was a PG movie. They tried to yeah, make it more yeah. family friendly and they yep, failed yeah. at it. Yeah. They failed at
1: it hard. Did not go over well. Yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. He nah. played Noah. Yeah, he yeah. did play Noah, and he was building an ark. Yeah, And it was not good. Was I weird. mean, to be
4: fair, if anybody was building an ark in this neighborhood in, in in nowadays, I mean, it's just like you'd have the same fucking reaction and be like, "What are you fucking doing, dude? It, None of this yep. is real. What are you talking about?"
1: Um, sidetrack. There's a guy in like the middle of nowhere, Kentucky, that is a theme park based on the ark. Ken Ham? Oh yeah. Ken you know, oh, yeah, okay. Ken yep. Ham. And it's it's basically going out of business now because no one's going to it. It's going out of business? Yeah. Oh man. Do
4: you ever see the debates with Ken Ham and Bill Nye? N-
1: no, but I've seen you deb- should. I've seen it's debates with Ken Ham and other people. You should Terrible. watch the ones with Bill it's, Nye. It's so He gets obliterated and then he goes on his next video and he's like, so I own them. Blah blah blah. Yeah,
3: and it's so cringe worthy yeah. to watch. Like
1: ugh. And he's such a like douchebag. But with
4: the way that this year is going, watch Ken Ham be fucking
1: right. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and then he hops his old ass
1: on that fucking concrete arc
4: he made, and somehow, through the power the, of
1: the Jesus arc, magic, the arc, that I, the arc that also carried the dinosaurs. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, the very same. Oh my God! Uh, but yes, we have we uh, going off from arcs. We have one more movie to talk about, and uh, it's probably the my favorite of the ones that have been mentioned. Bruce Almighty, I do love, uh, but this movie I actually enjoyed this movie a whole bunch, and this is uh, it's called Henry's Crime, and hmm. it made a big deal apparently when it was filmed in Buffalo in two thousand nine around 2010ish it was released in 2010 but it stars the one and only Keanu Reeves. Ooh. I remember seeing that. I remember reading about that. Yep. He was here filming the movie. Uh he was he he was here for a few scenes. It takes place in Buffalo. Uh now the very first scene of the movie takes place in a toll booth. He's a toll booth worker. And uh <clears throat> the toll booth is not any like any toll booth that I've seen around here. So I don't know if they've changed in the past 10 years or that was one outside New York City because it looks uh, like a lot different than here.
3: It was probably like a set piece or whatever that they did. It might have
1: yeah. been. Uh, but in the first 10 minutes of the movie, Kaisertown is mentioned. Oh, wow. Which oh. is like, okay. if you're from Buffalo. Like, yeah,
4: it's K- even like small in Buffalo. Yeah.
1: It's like an eight block part of Buffalo. Yeah. maybe 10 blocks, and it's like, oh, yeah, we're go, Like we're meeting him in Kaisertown. It's a little, like, German section yeah. of, yeah. And you see him driving around the 290 with Buffalo in the background huh. and stuff like that. So it looks cool. Well, all be. And uh, the movie, it stars, once again, Keanu Reeves. It also stars uh, a, one of my favorite actresses, Vera Farmiga. I don't Ooh, know if you're familiar with yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. She um,
3: was in The
4: Conjuring. No. Yes, she was. Oh, she, yeah. Conjuring. Okay, okay.
1: Uh, she was in The Conjuring. She was also in a bunch of other stuff. And coming full circle. James Con. I was gonna say James. There Con. he is.
4: Yes. yes. Yep. There he is. Oh, it's Jimmy again. Our boy is the mob in this one. Uh,
1: no, but basically, Damn. what happens James is James Con just
3: fucking loves Buffalo. Oh. He does. He does. Oh. Uh, it's
1: it's 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 a romantic comedy movie actually, which huh. I didn't think it would be because it sets up uh, basically he's a toll booth worker who used to work with people that rob banks and like the first move first scene in the movie he's. He comes home because he works overnight and his wife made him breakfast and his wife is about to go to work as a nurse. And before she goes to work at fucking eight o'clock in the morning or whatever, these two guys come over dressed in softball outfits and they're like, Hey man, we like, one of our, one of our guys is down. He got sick. We need someone for softball, blah, blah, blah. And it turns out that whole thing's a ruse for, we need you to be our driver for we're robbing a bank. Mm.
0: Ooh, and, well, couldn't you
3: just ask, got like, that seems like, if I'm showing up and I got my mitt and everything, and yeah. then they're like, ah, you're our driver, and I'm like, <laughs> well, what the fuck did I get my mitt Exactly. For? Like,
1: why did I get all dressed up?
3: What did I do this for?
1: Uh, but the bank they rob is actually the Buffalo Savings Bank in downtown Buffalo. Oh, my God. Ah. It's now uh, a branch of the M&T Bank, but it was built in 1901 for the Pan Am Exposition. Oh, nice. It's a very nice. famous building in Buffalo, if, awesome. you, if you know downtown. yeah, Oh, yeah. Uh, the Buffalo Savings Bank. So he's, he's sitting outside the bank, and the dudes are robbing it, and uh, a cop is, like, walking out of a coffee shop downtown. And uh, you get these great wide shots of, like, the car, and then just panned out of the Savings Bank and downtown in the background, and uh, the, the cop hears the alarm from the bank, Sees the car, knows what's going on, and basically Keanu Reeves gets arrested for something he really didn't know what was going on. Did he use oh, the excuse?
4: Okay. I was just going to softball practice.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's like, I got my glove. Uh, he basically gets nothing, but he meets James cotton in prison. Oh, nice. and
3: and don't he's we all like, my family's missing. Yeah.
1: Okay. Because the mob.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Movies melding.
1: And. The whole movie is basically, it's called Henry's Crime because Keanu Reeves, who plays Henry, wants to re-rob the bank that he got caught driving, being the driver for.
3: What does he want to rob it again? Yeah, he didn't say, why even why want to do, do it the first time. Because. Okay. Plot. All right. Ah. Plot devices. Uh,
1: basically, he wants to get with Vera Farmiga. Mm. And mm. Good enough reason. And yeah. the way you do that is with money, <laughs> Basically. Softball uh, doesn't
4: cut it, boys. Get that cash.
3: <laughs> oil up the mitt. <laughs> yeah, oil up
4: that mitt and go rob a fucking bank. <laughs> you want a wife? Gotta get that money.
1: Uh, he found a bootlegger's tunnel from a theater to the bank, basically in an alleyway, so he comes up with this whole plan of if we can, we can rob this bank, use this tunnel... We can come back to this place no one knows about. It'll be the perfect crime. It's a, it's a movie about the perfect crime, basically. Okay. So and it's an Ocean's Eleven. Basically. Uh, <laughs> a Buffalo Eleven. I guess. Uh, Vera Farmiga is, is is weird because she is also an actor in Buffalo Theater, like small theater, where she okay. does small like Russian plays like Chomsky. And stuff like that. Where do they do that?
3: They do that at Shays or something. Uh Is this or supposed Chekhov. To be like a Chekhov. small, like off? We don't even have a Broadway, so off Main. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: it's just it's What's the that theater happening? that
1: he's using to get the goods to, basically. Okay. So she gets in with the theater. Uh, this theater has a tunnel to the bank. Okay. And so he basically, if she can be an actress in this theater. They get access to it. They can get the goods there. Get right. to the back, basically. Right. And it, the whole movie. I'm not going to spoil it, but it's a it's a good movie. It's fairly recent, and it's probably my favorite of the ones that have been mentioned here. Only because say what you want about Keanu Reeves, but he's charismatic in this movie. Hmm.
4: I like Keanu Reeves. I yeah, like Keanu, Keanu Reeves good. a lot. Yeah, he's uh, great in all of his all of his movies.
1: So right. pretty much. I uh, I mean, some of them he's kind of like. He's a little bit out, out there and spaced out.
4: Hey, man, don't talk shit about Shane Falco, okay? <laughs> or the Total. replacements is a
1: great movie. The
4: replacements is a fa- fucking phenomenal. <laughs> movie. I'm mainly talking <laughs> about
1: the third Matrix movie. Yeah, it's fair.
3: Uh, fair enough. Uh,
1: that
4: could have been Will Smith.
1: Could have been Revolution. Could have been Will Smith. Matrix. Was it supposed to be? Will Re- Revolutions. Smith? Yeah, uh, it was, yeah. but he took uh, yeah. Wild Wild West instead. Yep. Which is are you shitting A me?
4: far more successful film. Yep. I mean, we wouldn't have that song. I mean, Wah-wah. Kevin well, Klein
3: with no legs.
1: Basically. Yes. Let's get it. And, I don't know, was it Kevin Klein? Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. Ke- what, was he, was he the Mr. West guy?
1: Yeah, he was the Mr. evil, West. he was the oh, evil guy in the wheelchair. I thought, I thought that the that wheel was his chair.
4: assistant, the, the, the guy. I thought it was Kevin Klein. No. Oh, yeah.
1: Who's his assistant, then? The, it was, the Kevin... guy with the, the guy with the Am sandbag I boobs. I yeah. think you're wrong. Kevin Klein
3: was his yeah, assistant. Yeah, Kevin Klein
4: was his assistant. No. Yeah. yeah.
3: Really?
1: Yes, because the bad guy was, um, uh, I can't remember his name, but Kevin Klein was the assistant with the guy with the sandbag boobs.
3: No, that's, yeah, maybe Kenneth, it was. Kenneth
4: uh, Branagh. Kenneth
3: Branagh. Brana, that's uh, who I'm uh,
1: thinking of. Yes. Kenneth Branagh was the most famous doing A bunch of guy. Shakespeare shit. Yeah, you're right,
3: yep. you're right. I was thinking of Kevin, wow, yep. Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth
1: Branagh. Kenneth. Wow, really mix those two up. Yep. But getting back on the subject of Wild Wild West,
3: phenomenal <laughs> no fucking movie. What a breath of fresh air! <clears> what a
1: terrible movie. Uh, I remember going to see that in theaters. I was when that came out. I was nine years old. Yeah, yeah it's an older movie. What?
3: What year was this? Uh,
1: 99? Ninety nine. Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah was, I was nine years old. It when was Twelve. Ninety nine. Yeah. I, I as a nine year old, I remember watching this, being like, I hate this. And as a nine year old, you love everything. Yeah, I was That's stoked true. on
3: it when I was twelve.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is this is awful. Wow. It was like the first right. experience I had in a movie theater where I was like, I kinda wish I didn't have my parents spend money on this.
4: Ah, uh, mine was <laughs> Mine Mine was the village.
3: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. We had a mutual experience as we were both there at the well, same time. Jared and I time. loved
4: signs, and then we went and saw the village. And when the porcupine came out to beat people up, I was like, this is <laughs> dumb. I fucking hate my life right M9 now. M. Night Shyamalan
1: just came out and shit on our but, young chests. But the twist was that it takes place in modern day, and that the the, the wildlife refuge or whatever had paid off airlines to not fly planes over the... The yeah. refuge of people. It's so when you're, fucking stupid. When your
4: plot twist is a no-fucking-fly <laughs> zone, you know that you fucked yeah. up.
1: Yeah, that was dumb. That, come on. All right, but back to Henry's crime. Good movie. Uh, more of a romantic comedy than I expected. I thought it would be a crime movie. Uh, but definitely check it out. Filmed in Buffalo, you'll recognize a lot of shots, a lot of wide shots of the city. You see a lot of downtown Buffalo in it. And uh, I definitely recommend it. And Keanu Reeves stars in the movie and you can't go wrong with counter that's yeah, true absolutely
4: yeah. not absolutely not definitely gonna put that on my list of things to watch there's a few of these movies I haven't yeah. seen actually uh, if About you wanna hard,
1: watch yeah. uh, Hide in Plain Sight and um, Henry's Crime are free on the YouTubes oh,
3: on the
2: Youtube.
3: awesome so you can feel it free to watch easy. them there hey, and, and guess what else is free on YouTube
1: Buffalo 66
3: Sharknado, Sharknado 2 Sharknado 2 oh shit
4: <laughs> You know yeah. what's also free on YouTube? I saw this video earlier of this guy that like carved out melons to play Smash Mouth's All-Star, so you could watch that. You could
1: watch that. You could watch that. That was, awesome.
4: that.
1: That was a fan. Yeah. That was, I was a fan of that, but...
4: We watched that earlier.
1: Thank you for tuning in to part one. There will be a part two. There are other movies. I'm just thinking off the top of my head, Buffalo, that just came out. Oh, yeah, That was Buffalo.
3: actually a really good movie. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that. that yet. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, they have a bunch of, like... Catchphrases that they try to do, and I was like, "None of us say this." <laughs> None of but us say that. You guys are trying. I appreciate it.
1: But there will be a part two of uh, talking about movies filmed or t- that take place in Buffalo. I mean, there's there's the Natural Teenage. Yeah, the, nat- we're natural we're even about the Natural. We didn't talk about well, Natural. We about Natural. Canadian bacon.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, the Natural is like the main one that everybody knows yeah. about. Yeah. So oh, I figured yeah. like. Steer clear of that because who doesn't know exactly? But we can also cover it on the next, yeah, so be another one of these. So stay yeah, tuned to the
1: Front Porch podcast. Uh, we don't know what we're doing next, so no, we will yeah. let you know. We
3: never know what we're doing, no, we're just flying by the seat of our pants.
1: Yeah, it'll it. be one week from today when we, uh, when you guys find out pretty much the same time we find
4: out yeah basically it's
3: a lot of fun
4: <laughs> just go by and then we rush and we get all stressed out we're like oh we gotta put something out why yep. i don't know so uh, right
1: once again i am phil you can find me on social media instagram and twitter at buffalo kennedy jared does not have twitter sick it's been months but we've told him we're trying twitter. people i will what not are tweet. doing? what is your instagram not.
3: Uh my Instagram is Umbrella Media BFLO.
1: And Michael?
4: I am on both Instagram and Twitter at Mr. Mike here,
1: M-I-S-T-E-R. And we will talk to you next time on the Front Porch Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Maybe. Woo! Hey, everybody. Phil here.
3: And Jared. Just wanting to thank you for stopping by and listening to the podcast about movies in
1: Buffalo. Don't forget, you can follow us on Instagram at Front Porch Podcast and Twitter at Front Porch 716. Again, thanks for listening. And And we'll we'll catch catch you you
2: next time. time.